Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been easier to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code LISTENER5 at checkout. Valid until June 30th for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo. Plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Have either of you experienced any blackouts, blackouts, stretches of time you can't account for? Stardate 0601-2021. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Captain's Log. This is your Captain Jose Valle Jr., joined virtually by my co-host and First Officer Mason, probe lover Schrader. And today, we are also joined by our grown-up friend and Mason's co-host from Cornfed, Iowa, uh, Nick Harris. Welcome, Nick. Why don't you tell the audience how you've been, what you've been up to, and maybe what your perfect date looks like. Hey guys, um, that's a perfect question for me. I have been dating. Um, it's 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 been going good too. It's been going good. Everybody said uh, online dating was going to be terrible. I think it's amazing. So, um, good. That, that's been yes. going good. But I do <laughs> I do <laughs> I do have a question for you guys though. So, uh, on this dating mm-hmm. kind of uh, journey I've been on. Mm-hmm. I've had this argument on wh- how many dates do you wait before you kiss, and then how many before you get, you know, a little more physical with it. I don't know. What do you mm. got? I don't know. For me, my uh, I don't know if Mason can attest to this because he's been in a relationship forever. But for me, I also have. Been <laughs> he, he has no idea. <laughs> Mason's like, I've never kissed a girl. Uh, my <laughs> girlfriend, my girl, the girlfriend before my my the, my current one was my sophomore year of high school. Oof, it was uh, was my... the time that your mom kissed you goodnight. <laughs> We definitely, I definitely remember waiting until our third date to hold hands. Yeah, well, see, like, Kay. I'm 21, but I still, I still act like I am a sophomore in high school on dates. So <laughs> yeah, same here, same but here. Okay, there was like one girl where like we kissed. What was it on the second date? And then other girls it is on the first date. So I don't know. What, yeah, well, because you're two, you're both stunted man children. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Obviously, you, you guys. You are say like, that well, because we, I have. What about me makes you think I'm a stunted man child? Is yeah, it my collectibles edition you. of this Doctor Who sonic <laughs> oh screwdriver? God. Is that what yeah, it is? Oh is that what? It does? So dumb. <laughs> yeah. So you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I um I I got some some heavy flack from my current lady friend because mm-hmm. I waited until uh, the third date basically, 
I, I wanted to on the second day, but yeah, do, is it just me or is it like it's it's hard to find that that in and and well, I mean, couldn't. so I thought it was okay. Yeah. I'm kind of old fashioned where it's like let's 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 yeah, like we're a sophomore in high school. Let's you know let's 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 make out on the third date and then when we get to the tenth date, maybe we'll hold hands. Yeah, I don't know. Right. <laughs> maybe I mean, second date, uh, second base, but I mean that's probably date fifteen, right? I'm yeah. gonna lay down. I'm gonna lay down a, a a guess here. Again, I've been in a relationship. Here's what I would do though: is I would not act like there's a single right answer to this question <laughs> because there's not, right? Because it's yeah, like yeah, all yeah, depends yeah, on what the woman is saying. You got you, <laughs> we're sitting here like all, all women are the same. So how do you how this do you, is the how this do you is do this women, is the male huh? version of the call her daddy podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this yeah, is no call sure. her mom. Call him mommy is what we're called. Yeah. Doesn't roll off <laughs> well. Sorry to well. Uh, this is sidebar the whole podcast, but I thought that. I uh, swear that's, to God, I thought this I needed was some advice with, on that one. No, I yeah, this I was think gonna have to do with aliens or ghosts or something. And nope, nope. This is with the scariest thing imaginable: dating as dating. A, as a grown yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's the grays that terrify me, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. like uh, solidly in first place is women. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yep, that's <laughs> same with me. Uh, <laughs> Well, everybody, today is a special episode, not just because we have Nick here, but because this is our first full topic episode since our Florida Man episode. Uh, So there might be some of you who are like, hey, where's the Urban Legend episodes? To those of you, I say, Jesus Christ, will you settle down? Uh, We're going on hiatus. More specifically to that single guy who said that is... Hey, we're podcasting here because apparently you're a stereotype. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. not a single guy. That's my brother Joey. Yeah. Oh no. I'm his brother Joey too. That's the weird part. I don't. Uh, but we're going on hiatus uh, from our Urban Legend series for a while uh, to bring you episodes dedicated to a uh, specific spooky topic, like today's episode, which will be covering the Greys. Uh, Also, I should point out that it's interesting that we are covering this topic today on June 1st when the intelligence report on unidentified aerial phenomena is set to be handed over to the Senate. Uh, Coincidence? Synchronicities. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I was going to say, I wasn't even even made aware of this uh, until the other day by somebody, and I was like, whoa, that's weird. That's coincidence. And then I had a friend that was like, there's no coincidences when it comes to UFOs and aliens, man. It's well, I, they know, wanted I you to, to do Mason. this. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Mason about that that coming up, and he's like, "No, don't tell Jose about it at all. Just forget it." Because <laughs> he knew that I was going to be like, "They wanted us to do it." <laughs> I just, I just have five words: mm-hmm. synchronicities. Synchronicities. I don't I really know what that have... means. What does that mean? It means that ready everything. To pounce, but... <laughs> it means everything's synchronized. Right? I don't think you know what it means. You keep using that word, but I don't Syn- think you know what it means. Synchronicities. Okay. Synchronicities. It did break down into five. I counted, so I don't. Oh, okay. Seems legit. <laughs> we chose this topic today because Nick has always had a bit of a fascination with uh, aliens and the Greys. Uh, is that right, Nick? Would you like that to tell the listeners maybe a little bit about that? Yeah, I think I was in fifth grade or something like that watching um, uh, a show one night about uh, Roswell, and it freaked me out, and ever since then, I've kind of been afraid of that. Not afraid. I'm terrified of, like, the big black-eyed, you know, big-head mm-hmm. grays yes. or whatever. Just terrified. That, that image is terrifying. 
But that's kind of what started it. it. Was Unsolved Mysteries did an episode mm. on Roswell, and I'd never heard of it, and I'd never heard of the concept of of Greys, and and kind of the the next step of the evolution there was the movie Whitley. Sh it was the movie version of Whitley Schreiber, I believe his name is the, of uh, Communion. Communion. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and um, what don't rewatch if you've seen it when you're younger. Yeah. Remember it as right? terrifying okay. as it was. Okay. But, See, I haven't uh, seen it, now, but I was I read the book for the research for the mm -hmm. show, and I was thinking about watching it. It's uh yeah, I think it's Whitley Striber. Striber, it's nuts yeah, to yeah, me yeah, Strieber, one of those that two. Unsolved Mysteries used to do like aliens because I don't know if you've watched it. The newest the episodes one? Episodes that came out on Netflix, but those it's are all, all like, like scary. She was stabbed 63 times. Who was it? Was it the stephusband who owns a bloody knife? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Let's move on. Unsolved. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but that's interesting. Um, I. Sorry, did I, I cut you off? No, 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 no. I was just going to say they did have an alien episode in the new show, too. It was... Um, oh. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I read about it that they, they were bringing back the alien thing. It was just mm. something they do, like, nice. one a season or something like that. They would oh. bring out, like, an abduction or something and throw it in there, and I always loved that because I, I didn't give a crap about the show otherwise, but mm. if an alien thing came on, I was watching. So she got strangled and jerked <laughs> off on. <laughs> Ugh, am I right, everybody? <laughs> what I want to know about is this guy who just went to a different city for three days and then came back with a story. Well, actually, he <laughs> also got... compelling television. He also got stabbed and, and jerked off on, but by aliens. Yeah, it was just aliens. Mm, um, yeah, I yeah. came to... They're homeless men. He was in, he was in a... He was in a uh, oh, God, scene. already this episode is going to be great, I can tell. Um... <laughs> I came I came around to aliens because I have a cousin, my cousin Jason. I stay I used to stay summers um at his uh house and uh he was like super in, be just like between one of the summers he got super into aliens. So naturally when I when I was staying he had to catch me up on everything aliens and so I was like I've never really like I didn't really know much about it, but he made me like read all these books on the grays and stuff. Like he would just be like, "Read this," and like wait until I was done. And I was like, "Whoa, that's spooky." Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Now, what do you think <laughs> the grays were doing? Do you think they're physically nuts and bolts in our atmosphere, or do you think they're in planes, and I'm baby? In, planes. And I'm like in fourth grade, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. They're scary. I don't. Jason, I, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I, my mom doesn't want me hanging out with you anymore. <laughs> Your mom's a fucking bitch. Okay, let me explain to you again <laughs> but no, how no, so aliens are invading well, our toilets. Mason is smoking a cigarette now. He's the smoking man. <laughs> so he, um, but he would like, he would make, he like caught me caught up on aliens and like kept freaking me out about it. And then I remember one night after we'd spent like, like all day and night talking about it. He was like, yeah, well, the thing about the greys is if you think about them, then they come for you. Anyway, good night. And I was like. What the fuck? What? No. And he like turned off the light and I just sat there and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get abducted tonight. <laughs> I was terrified of being abducted and had the it's same the thing where it's like, thing. if I don't think about them, can't let them into yeah, the head. Exactly. Yeah. Cannot let them mm -hmm. into my head. I don't know. Maybe for me. Did you have a, I don't know. Do you want to share like. Well, I was also terrified of being abducted, but that was because I had a creepy neighbor. Oh. No, I never had any, like, <laughs> I mean, I, okay, uh, let's get down to brass tags here. Aliens probably exist. Mm-hmm. Are we ever going to see or meet them? Yes, right now. Probably not. Come I'm guessing in. we're going to be We've got a gray here. coming on the podcast. They're already oh, here. Oh, cool. I mean, no, they're not already <laughs> here. Already here would be, like, that's Frankie the Gray. He's my neighbor. Okay, so this episode will be split into three sections. Our first will cover 
who the greys are, everything from their appearance to their behavior. The second will focus on abduction stories and other close encounters. And finally, we will wrap it up with a discussion on why, if the greys are real, they are here and what they want with humanity. We will have time codes in the show notes uh, if you're interested in skipping to a specific section. Uh, we will be using two books as our primary sources, The Extraterrestrial Species Almanac by Craig uh, Campobasso, which was actually published by MUFON, which is a mutual uh, UFO network, and Communion by Whitley Stryber. Uh, all of the research material will be linked in the show notes as usual. Um, but with that, if you guys are you guys ready to dive into this topic? Yes. Absolutely. Beam me up. <laughs> then put on your tinfoil hats and let's begin. People who face the visitors report fierce little figures with eyes that seem to stare into the deepest core of being. And those eyes are asking for something, perhaps even demanding it. Whatever it is, it is more than simple information. The goal does not seem to be the sort of clear and open exchange that we might expect. Whatever may be surfacing, it wants far more than that. It seems to me that it seeks the very depth of the soul. It seeks communion. Whitley Stryber. <sighs> I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> the greys... They don't give a shit. We're never going to see him. I'm sorry. It's just that's what's going to happen, right? It's so interesting because it's usually that skeptics are this way about ghosts. They'll be like, ah, oh, fuck ghosts. But then when they get to aliens, they're like, no, that could be a thing. But... This guy is complete well, opposite. I'll get into it later. Okay. I got my reason. <laughs> he was he was butt probed by an alien and he's I, mad. He never called me back. The <laughs> alien never called me back, okay? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's spreading it right on the Zoom call we're on now and I can t clearly <laughs> tell something's penetrated. If Okay, if, put it away. That's Glaxo enough. That's too deep. <laughs> if Glaxor had called me back, I wouldn't be this early about it. <laughs> So, the Greys are a race of aliens who are sometimes also referred to as Zeta Reticulans or Roswell Greys. They are gray-skinned humanoid uh, beings who lack or possess reduced forms of external human body parts such as noses, ears, or sex organs. They're Ken dolls uh, down there, basically, most of the time. Uh, Thanks, they are Jose. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be, listen, I don't, I don't often command you on your research but honestly mm -hmm. the way you describe these aliens lack of genitals is really just it was amazing it thank was really you. well worded it was poetic even <laughs> thank you i think i'm i'm going up for the pulitzer uh prize on this one <laughs> i think you i think you should win it uh they are reported to have elongated bodies small chests and lack muscular definition and visible skeletal structure the most prominent features about the grays are their abnormally large heads and large black eyes like a doll's eyes. Yes. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Do they have penises? Did we cover that at all? Some. It, 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 yes. <laughs> I don't know so, how you. I don't know how you <laughs> missed Jose Valle Jr.'s expert definition of um, these aliens' lack of dicks. Uh, so I was just hoping for one more metaphor. I don't know or something. They're like. They got. They're like a woman, but without that stuff either. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, according to the Extraterrestrial Species Almanac, greys are a renegade group originally from Zeta Reticuli that left their home world thousands of years ago. In this book, the statement is made that there are actually three different species of greys. Short greys, 
tall grays and taller grays. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. These guys are renegades? Yeah, they're like bad boys. These the, are the, the grays Bruce are the bad boys of Zeta Reticuli. The grays are the Bruce Willis yeah. of aliens? Yeah. Now look, they're guys. They're running around. <laughs> There's I'm... three different kind of aliens here. The small ones, the middle ones, and the tall ones, okay? Actually, Nick, just to correct you, that was almost scientific. Technically, it's the tall ones and the taller ones. They're not <laughs> medium height. They're tall. They're just not as tall as the, <laughs> the taller, taller ones. ones. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just it's short, it's it's small tall, and then it's tall. No, 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 because they're <laughs> tall, though, Nick. They're taller than us. They're yeah, just but if they're small tall, that's the medium. taller ones. That's no, Jersey for not... medium. <sighs> Because they're not taller than, they're not, they're taller than the, t they're not taller than the taller ones, but they're still tall, Nick, so they can't be anything other than tall. <laughs> I think you got it. You, you got them. You got them. The short just... grays, <laughs> the short grays are described as having an average height of four to five feet, have oversized heads, thin body frames with lean arms and legs, and large, sinister, bulbous eyes that seem to wrap around their head. Tall greys are obviously taller, ranging from six to eight and a half feet tall. They see? also have. Do you see, Nick? <laughs> Do you see six to eight and a half feet tall? How tall are you? Six. Well, I'm tall, tall, not middle tall. No, fuck you. You're five. <laughs> you're fucking five ten, five eleven on a good day. All right, these yeah, guys. Yeah, I'd be a small alien. Yes, but not would. the not you wouldn't the, be a tall. You know, I'm, I'd be tall, small, be not small, small. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. You fucking piece of shit. Uh, he gets mock, it. You just mock what you don't understand. Jeez, <laughs> I mean, weren't you the one that also didn't understand how like a Ken doll works? I'm gonna have know. to. I'm gonna be honest. Jesus. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pick a lane on these fucking aliens at some point in time. Today, but. <laughs> I know. I'm jumping back and forth. They also have bulbous, elongated heads thin body frames, long arms and legs, but they range from gray to pale white in color. They too possess large, dark, insect-like eyes that protrude from their head, but their dark eyes are a result of nictitating membrane lenses that hide human-like mm. eyes underneath. Do you guys know what those are? It's what they frogs like and, and reptiles will have. They're like a little cover on their eyes, basically. Like sunglasses. Like really thin sunglasses. I'm sorry, so they just... <clears throat> the taller ones wear goggles, but the shorter ones don't. Yeah, it seems like. But they it. have. It seems this, like but the, their eyes look the same. Right, but the, it seems for, uh, that with the the short ones, the, their eyes are just completely black. But with these taller species, that they, they're wearing lenses. They have. Goggles. And there's a whole. We'll get into a whole. We'll get into it in a second. But <clears throat> there's an There's a possible explanation for this. I just love how you read that part off. Like, duh. Like here's a fact for you. You know they have they wear goggles. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's I talk about the taller. Are we going to expand on that later? Let's yes. talk about the taller okay. ones who wear coveralls. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> they're called foil. It's pants. The short ones that wear coveralls. Actually, most of them sometimes wear coveralls. Anyway. They wear. Yeah, I did know that. Taller greys have elongated heads and small, pure black eyes. They stand nine to twelve feet tall with body frames that are closer to those of humans. The males Except of the species. Except for the fact that they're nine to twelve feet tall. Right, but in, like in terms of body type, they're not super lean. They're not like they don't lack muscular definition like the other uh, two. they look. They look closer to a human body. Yeah, proportional to a human. Right. May yes. I add. 
So the males of the species are naturally muscular. They have darker gray skin tones, and the skin on their faces is crinkled like uh, crepe paper. So the the reasoning for this, Mason, that it seems that the the tall and the taller grays have different biologies is because, and this is also something that the, an idea that's pushed in the extraterrestrial species almanac, uh, the short grays seem to be, a lot of the time, the slave race of the three races so they're the ones that tend to be used by not only tall and taller grays as slaves but reptilians and other species as a a sort of workforce of the universe there is one there is one small gray that rides on the back of one of the taller ones yes and and they actually you know they run bars i'm sorry no no you are you are correct that actually happens but that's actually confusing because that short gray is actually a taller gray and that tall gray is actually a short gray (laughs) they just had deformed bodies i'm sorry jose i didn't mean to open the door to this it is it's a tall it's a tall short Um. gray (laughs) being ridden by a short tall gray it's confusing i know but technically it checks okay okay well yeah okay i think we got that then um, okay, well, I just want to—I just want to get out here right now and mm-hmm. say that I'm all for a short gray rebellion, rebellion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, but I will yeah. say this though: in the universe, the grays are not the lowest. The short grays are not the lowest. There are lower alien species out there that are used. I'd assume like us, us right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, humans, us. Right? But also, I believe they're called EBEs, and they're like gray hybrids with other species, and they're just used as bodies, mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> Again, this is a whole can of worms, guys. Yeah. That's why we're just focusing on the grays. Hey, this I is just heating it. up. Tell yeah, us more about it. these I bodies that are no used by the aliens. <laughs> we're spitting nothing but facts here. Let's just right. let's just roll on. Sure. Yeah. You sure you don't want to pause for a little bit in like alien fan fiction porn here or something? No, I actually no, wrote just... some, if I can read it off, right? <laughs> <Would so. you? clears throat> on the third night, he visited my bedroom. He was short, stocky, with black eyes. <laughs> It's just Twilight, guys. That's the sound of me rubbing myself. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, Yeah, that's not a good It was moist. It's hot here. I don't have my air conditioning on. Uh, So it seems that short grays are the ones responsible for abductions of humans. Some, like Campo Basso, believe it is to upgrade their race. They will often leave implants in humans who they have chosen to track and monitor throughout their lives. These are people who, like Straber... Uh, Stryber, have reported lifelong close encounters with the Greys. All right, here's my pitch. Here's why I think, I think here's my explanation of why I personally haven't been abducted yet. Mm-hmm. Because short Greys they, pick me up. They would take mm-hmm. you back within five minutes. Just listen. No, no, no. Just listen. Here's why. Because I get abducted by a bunch of short Greys, right? Mm-hmm. I am instantly turning that ship of, of aliens into space and glorious bastards, mm. flipping it, we're going and murdering those goddamn oppressors, right? Yeah. Me, I'm Eldo Rain. I'm leading, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm leading this squad of short of short grays as we're fucking infiltrating and fucking cutting the heads off of those goddamn oppressive class aliens. You yes. know what I'm saying? That that's why I love that's that. why they won't abduct I want me that. because they know because they, they know. know I'm too yeah, dangerous. They know. Yeah. The tall ones, the tall ones know that I immediately would inspire a crew of ragtag short grays. To lead a, a, a space a, a French-esque revolution where we're cutting mm. fucking heads, heads are rolling, and and we're fucking, we're flying, baby. Yeah. Yes. That Perfect. sounded sound, yeah. Yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. sound. Um, so. I, I can tell by how inspired you two are. <laughs> Just imagine how effective it would be on those aliens. Yes, I agree, yeah. 
Campo Basso suggests that it seems that against the will of humans, the Greys may be using our gene pool to save their dying race. This would coincide with the often reported abduction experience in which greys extract sperm and ova and use female wombs mixed with their own genetic material as incubators. They are then reported to remove the fetus between two and three months and continue to grow it in their own laboratories and repeat the process. Hmm. It's just the first part they can't they can't replicate, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. Can't we Why do not? that? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I we don't can do that. <laughs> Uh, I why don't not, know. Jose? Also, Didn't if they ask. can't, if why don't they just, why don't they just uh, ask, be like, hello, humans, we're short grays, we're dying. I mean, I'll, I'll donate, I'll, I'll, I'll jerk off <laughs> yeah, in a cup to we, save the, the gray, the gray race. Um, yeah, you're well. telling me you two wouldn't. Well, I mean, uh, I just want to have them. You know, it's like uh, check your standards, guys. Like this is where you come. Yeah, right, like yeah. oh, the race is dying. You know, we're the and we're in a long line of like small, small, middle, small, big, small, well, tall, small. You know, mm. we're in a whole line of other perfectly good aliens that are pretty close to our gene pool. Anyway, we're gonna go to this shithole planet over here that these mm. guys have almost wrecked. Yeah, and we're and we're gonna extract their semen. I don't. Um, I don't hey, get it. um, hey. One thing that most people who have had abduction experiences can agree on is that the Greys show no remorse for their victims. They believe they have the right to do what they do. In one of Whitley Stryber's abduction experiences, he recalls an interaction with one of the Greys after they had told him they would perform an operation on him. He recalls panicking, and then the following exchange happened. We won't hurt you. I'm not going to let you do an operation on me. You have absolutely no right. We do have a right. The technology and a left. <laughs> Just some great oh humor. My God, my Spread ass. your butt cheeks. The technology possessed by the Greys seems to be thousands of years ahead of our own. They use hyperspace travel in discus and beehive-shaped ships, and possess a range of strange medical instruments used for a variety of different methods to insert implants or images, or to extract genetic material. Campobasso states that Greys have both a hive mind and individual minds, uh, Stryber also makes a similar hypothesis in Communion. It seems that either through powerful mind telepathy or advanced technology, greys can control and paralyze humans, with most abductions confirming these paralyzation abilities. Some also believe that greys can tune their frequencies and walk through walls or become invisible. Or do they just not exist on this plane of re- this is not a joke this is uh-huh. a real thing that aliens exist greys exist in a fourth dimension and they're coming through dimension wise mm-hmm. in order to fuck with us but they can't stay long that's why we don't know that's why we mm. we don't see them very Could often or why we can't get physical evidence from them is because they're, uh, they're they 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 can they can zap into our dimension for just a little bit but then they get that's sucked a good back hypo- out which is why we can't find anything that's a good hypothesis for the are, end the last are section you quoting this from Crystal Skull, the Indiana Jones movie. Is that what you're? Wait, no, this is a second. real theory. This is a real theory that that aliens are. A, yeah, are a yeah, yeah. That's good. Being. Bring that up at the end. I read it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, was it on Reddit? My buddy, the- <laughs> my friend Tad told me. Crystal Skull. Mm. Tad. <laughs> Tad. Told Tad? Me. Tad told me. What's his last name? Todson. Ta- Tad Todson. <laughs> yes. Okay. Ta- yes. Some. <laughs> 
Some believe that you can keep the grays away by raising your vibration through spiritual practice, meditation, and shielding yourself with a self-imagined shield. Every but time honestly, I try to raise my vibration, I just poop my pants. <laughs> but honestly, research into this opens a whole incredibly confusing can of worms. I tried, and I just couldn't do it. You just can't There's, vibrate. I just can't raise my vibration like that. All I ended up doing was popping a fucking blood vessel in my neck, and I had to go to the hospital. I mean, honestly, that is a really cool theory, though. The idea of raising, vib- mm-hmm. like, you know, vibrating fast enough to just, you're just... Uh, yeah, you it, well, like, ghost, it's a cool basically. idea to be like, no, just meditate and, like, be at peace and not be an asshole, and maybe they won't come after you. It's like, oh, well. I'm an Could asshole. You- they never abduct me. I want to be abducted. Mm. <laughs> Take me fucking up there. I want to see that shit. I'll strap a, I sleep with a GoPro on me every night just in case I get abducted. <laughs> um, uh, that's. I have I have a fear of even having dreams of abduction because I'll never know yeah. if it was a dream or if it was real. You know. I tape all my orifices closed before bed <laughs> just in case. <laughs> like a fucking a- with an alien with their hyperspace technology. They're like, ah, sh- <laughs> ah, shit. I We've don't never know run what to into do. duct tape. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. That, that was it. It's gone. Hey, this actually removes the hair from him, too. I, hey, we, mm. <laughs> this guy's got a hairy asshole. We should get more of this so we can actually get in yeah. there. The first appearance of the Greys in popular media seems to have been in 1891 in the novel Meta, a tale of the future by Kenneth Fallingsby. In the book, the narrator encounters small, gray-skinned aliens with balloon-shaped heads. Two years later, in 1893, H.G. Wells would present a description of humanity's future appearance in the article The Man of the Year One Million, in which he described humans as having no mouths, noses or hair, and with large heads. In 1793, they described the year 1893 as the year with confusing titles. (laughs) Uh, he would go on to describe the alien race, the Eloi, in the same way in the novel The Time Machine. Uh, in 1933, Swedish novelist Gustav Sandgren, under the pen name Gabriel Lind, it's really not that, should have just kept his regular name, but... Uh, Gabriel's a pretty good name. Uh, he published... Like art, you know. Yeah, yeah. He published a sci-fi novel called The Unknown Danger, in which he described a race of extraterrestrials who wear clothes made of soft gray fabric and are short with bald heads and large, dark, gleaming eyes. That just sounds like um, uh, Trevor uh, Vernon Troyer from Austin Powers, right? He wears the little gray suit. Yeah. He's short as a ball guy. In, All right. in July. <laughs> and he's a Highlander. He's been alive for two centuries. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. In July 1947, an object would crash near Roswell, New Mexico, and the Air Force would go on to make a statement the following day that they had recovered a flying disc, and many witnesses would claim to have seen the bodies of the pilots of the disc, little gray men with large heads and black eyes. The Air Force would go on to retract their statement and claim that it was a weather balloon that had crashed near Roswell, and then it was a nuclear test balloon, and then the bodies were test dummies that were dropped from extreme heights for some reason. Uh, the Greys would be brought to the mainstream when Barney and Betty Hill, who were abducted in 1961, went public with their experiences in 1965. They reported being taken into a flying saucer by gray humanoid beings. 
The Greys would go on to feature prominently in the 1977 film Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And then, in 1987, Whitley Stryber would publish Communion, in which he claimed to have had close encounters with Greys and other alien races for the duration of his life. In the late 1990s, Greys would explode into the public eye with shows like The X-Files, and now are a staple of alien media, perhaps being the most easily recognizable alien species out there. It seems that the Greys are deeply interested in humanity and sometimes choose their subjects from an early age and continuously visit them throughout their life. The reason for this still remains a mystery. It's interesting that they're so in that they get so ingrained in pop culture up until the 90s and then they just well, kind of stop. Well, that I didn't I didn't that's not the case because they continued from that point forward. I mean, then you had movies like uh, Dark Skies, which came out in 2015 or 2013. You've had The Fourth Kind, The Phoenix Lights, VHS. So you've had it. Well, they, they've they continued be, to be a staple. They can't be the third and fourth kind. They can because you'll see what that means and we'll get into it. Mm, God damn um, so that, that's the end of our section about the Greys and their appearance and their behavior. Um, if there's any questions on that. Before we move into abductions and prolonged visitations. I have a question. Good stuff. Yes, Mason. We were going to come back to the, um, the why they're different. Like, why do some have goggles? Oh, I explained that. That the short grays are often thought of as the lesser of the, of the, uh, of the, the tall and the taller grays, and that they're the slave race. I thought I talked. We talked about. Explain why the one, the tall. Well, it does because have goggles. Remember all the the slaves in the history of humankind that had goggles and stuff. Well, it's because Egyptians wearing their. It's almost like they're the short grays are the ones that are most genetically modified to be. Oh, so they're just like they're like the goons, stocky little. Yeah, like they're like they're like they like short short. Yeah, their eyesight is short too. <laughs> they just can't get. They just can't, so that's the whole. Although thing. actually, it might be that they also have nictitating. Um, they the also have permanent. The sky. So the, go ahead. The the difference is that the short grays also have nictitating uh, lenses, but theirs are permanent. Whereas ah. the uh, the tall grays, not the taller grays, the tall grays, uh-huh. uh, they yes. can remove theirs, which shows human like eyes underneath. And nictitating means. Nick, it's, I'm looking at you. Your name's Nick. Well, you see, that's where a guy named Nick comes into the room. <laughs> it's like yeah. what, what frogs and like uh, snakes have. It's like a little thin layer of membrane. That, like, that's what I was just going to say. That's what the Nick yeah. brings into the room. Uh, Nick the brings another okay. guy into the room to explain. Yeah. Okay, so so the the short <laughs> grays they just their eyes just do that. Yeah, they're like per, they permanently have those lenses on. Now in the movie Fire in the Sky, I don't know if you guys have yes, seen that. Which about we're going to talk about the the, an the abduction case that that's based on. In one of the scenes, now this could just be for Hollywood, you know, sake. Mm-hmm. He's being pulled through a room, and you see the grays as space suits in the background or whatever. Like, mm. they take those off as suits. So I don't know if that was something yeah. falling into the same thing with the goggles or something, or if it was could just, be. you know, like, hey. Hollywood bullshit. <laughs> they just, like, hey, this would be cool if they zipped out of their suits and we just put them on the wall here. Could but. be, Nick. That's the thing. Anything you want, it could be that. <laughs> just say it. From the textbook Fire in the Sky. <laughs> yes. All we've all we know so far, Nick, are things that have come from science fiction writers. So you might mm-hmm. as well 
throw into it. Well, I didn't know if that was like a thing in the culture or something mm-hmm. with, the, with yeah. the alien culture um, that they may be wearing suits that make them look like the greys. And it, then sometime I always thought it was weird that it was included mm-hmm. in that movie. And why didn't they just yeah. do the greys? Well, but, and it goes into this whole theory that, like I said, EBEs and short greys. EBEs are, what are they? I, I'm can't forget exactly what EBE stands but, uh, for. I okay, think it stands for extraterrestrial they, biological entity. They're, um, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're extraterrestrial like biological entities. And they're like, sometimes EBEs are reported to be robots or or humanoid beings of flesh and bone. Um, same thing with the, with the short grays. Where, and sure. it goes back to that idea of a hive mind where I guess the, the suit thing from Fire and Sky could be seen as a metaphor for the fact that Maybe the short grays are just controlled, and then when their when their masters aren't controlling them, they just shut off, and they're not they don't get individual thought like the mm-hmm. tall and the taller grays. Okay. Or okay. but but Whitley Straber makes the Straber makes the argument that they do that they might have a hive mind, but they also have individual thought, but not on the same level as humans do, which is what makes us so interesting and almost frightening to them because we That's can do quick it. action and, and quick thought. Whereas yeah. for them, they're dependent the, on a hive mind. To... The taller grays aren't using the short grays to abduct us. The short grays are abducting us on their own. Interest. No, no, no. The tall and taller grays are using the short grays to abduct us. Oh, sorry. So grays are just interested in us in general. Yeah. Yeah. So they're okay, like, a, thought, yeah. Okay. The, the, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. I guess it would be like, Nope, never mind. I'm not it's gonna like open Ar- up that. It's like a, it's like when you work at an Arby's and you've got the 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 district manager, the assistant manager, and then there's you, and you just make roast beef sandwiches. You just so you don't really yeah. think about things like mm-hmm. how much money is this restaurant making? <laughs> yes. Do these fries have cockroaches in them? Yep. You don't. Did, yeah. Did my coworker just piss in that lady's milkshake? <laughs> you don't think about. You don't get to think now about. The that. assistant manager is like, God damn it, these guys are pissing in milkshakes. There's roaches all over the front. <laughs> and then there's the district manager who's like, Fuck, nobody's coming to fucking Arby's anymore. <laughs> yes, exactly. Everybody hates our sandwiches. This episode is brought to you by Carl's Jr. We are better than Arby's. <laughs> Fuck you, Arby's. Uh, sorry, or Hardee's for jingle. our friends out <laughs> in the east. Yeah, we call we call it Hardee's. Um. So yeah, it um because in a lot of abduction cases it it'll be reported that like they get taken up by short greys and then sometimes in the room there will be taller greys among them but the short greys seem to be doing the work. And they're just like, mm, "Check this out." And they like slap one of the little yeah. ones and you're like, "Whoa, dude. Jesus Whoa. Christ, that's not funny." And they're like, "No, look, it hurts." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, "Oh man, that's real oh, sad." Man. Anyway, are you guys ready to move into our abduction section? Um Yes. The answer Beam is yes. me up, Scotty. Remember when Nick said that at the beginning? I do remember that. <laughs> the invasion already happened. No one knows exactly when, but they're here. They've been here. The presence of the Greys is now a fact of life. Like death and taxes. J.K. Simmons, Dark Skies. Think, Mark. Think. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah? You seen the meme? Good topical reference. Very He's, good. Yeah, this is a meme. Um, we actually have a Dark Skies uh, Just, quote in our new theme, which is pretty groovy, isn't it? Mm, yeah. I remember listening to it. Yes. What a toe-tapper. Yes. Uh, so now that we've established what the greys are, their behavior, and their timeline with humanity, let's focus on close encounters. The term close encounters refers to a system of measuring experiences that human individuals will have with the greys and other alien races. There are three main close encounters with alien life. 
It is known as the Hynek Scale, named after J. Allen Hynek, the astronomer who was tapped by the government to investigate UFOs in the late 1940s as part of Project Blue Book, and would go from skeptic to believer over the course of his research. Was he a Nazi? No, 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 no. He was oh, uh, an American. We had a whole thing today about, you know, how all of our scientists that got us yeah. to space were Nazis. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure this guy, this guy at least wasn't a Nazi. Well, let's find I out. I love how he's, he's talking like we had a thing today in the he office. He was American. We didn't have a thing. Mason had a mental breakdown in his corner or something about this this morning. Everything he was born and bred in Chicago, Illinois. Everything our, good, our country has ever done has been built on the back of basically Nazis. <laughs> well... I mean, black people program. and brown people did a lot of great things for this country, and no, we weren't I Nazis. I get it. That's not what I meant. I meant <laughs> the fact that, like, our fucking... Did you watch Hidden Figures? The way that we made them do those things was very Oh, Nazi. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Indeed, yes. The way that we forced them. Uh, yeah, actually, I yes. did watch Hidden Figures. And honestly, a lot of NASA seemed to be Nazis. <laughs> yes, definitely, yeah. <laughs> so... You just proved my point for me. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Jim Parsons was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, they cut they cut those scenes out of Hidden Figures. Actually, it was yeah, just too the- much for Disney. <laughs> but they had you know, and they had the other room next they, to where right. you know the main characters were. That was just, just the dirty the Nazis. Nazis that were and just they, like yeah. yelling anti-Semitic shit out mm-hmm. the door at them. Yeah. yeah, they had to cut it out. Just yeah. audiences didn't respond well to it. We want the Nazi cut. <laughs> Ooh, I'm not gonna say that. Uh, the scale no, was late. Def- uh, technically, I would say hashtag cut a Nazi would be totally fine. <laughs> That's fine. Yes. Cut a Nazi. Uh, the scale was later increased to include more specific experiences past the third kind. It begins with close encounters of the first kind, which are which are visual sightings of unidentified flying objects less than 500 feet away and show considerable detail. Close encounters of the second kind involve a physical effect, radio interference, disruption of electrical devices, flickering lights, distressed animals, scorched vegetation, or even paralysis or extreme heat and discomfort in the witnesses. Close encounters of the third kind finally involve an encounter with an animated presence with either aliens, robots, or humans who seem to be involved in piloting the unidentified craft. I see. So the kind is not describing... The entity, it's describing the encounter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. They. Yeah. That I is, thought the uh, same my, thing when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. My entire life, I always thought mm-hmm. the third kind was the alien. Yes, I did too. But it's the third kind of encounter you yes. have with an uh-huh. alien. That's nuts. Yeah. Interesting. Now, the extension of the Hynek scale goes all the way up to close encounters of the seventh kind. Close encounters Ugh. of the fourth kind are what this section will focus on. Abduction of humans by humanoid aliens for the purpose of experimentation and observation. This can also include non-abduction experiences in which the extraterrestrials begin to warp a subject's sense of reality, which usually leads to abduction. Uh, A close encounter of the fifth kind is direct communication between an alien entity and a human being, uh, and this is through purposeful intention. Close encounters of the sixth kind are when the death of a human or animal associated with a UFO encounter occurs. Intrusions and parasitic connections made by alien consciousness, and finally channeling alien entities. So does that mean that when... So are reptilians aliens? Yes. So when Hillary Clinton came and she said hi to me, was that a a close encounter of the fifth kind? Fourth kind. No, fourth kind. 
kind because you well, didn't initiate it. it was she direct. initiated it, not you. Fifth kind would be if you were like, well, I did there's Hillary Clinton. Her. I'm going to go say hi to her. Interesting. Yes. That's now, weird that, you are, that if this is when the Proud Boys tune in to our show. This is when we get, we get a massive well, following. Yes, I, this is the, where I suppose I have to say QAnon. that's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with Hillary Clinton the reptilian as a reptile. Alien. Yes. She's just a reptilian. Yeah. Like yeah, most yeah, of well. all, like any, like all other uh, politicians, I assume. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Listen. well, if Bill had been there, then it would have been of the fifth kind because he would have got handsy with you. Yes. Well, actually, no, it would have been Nick, a close encounter. <laughs> actually, it um, would have been a close um, encounter. Actually, am Jose. What's... Get it, Jose. Actually, that motherfucker. It actually would have been a close encounter actually... of the seventh kind because close encounters oh, of the seventh kind oh, is the creation, anal, right? That's well, where it's they the go cre- anal. It's the creation of a human-alien hybrid through either sexual reproduction or through artificial scientific methods, y- y- which is maybe y- yeah. what Bill Clinton was trying to do with Monica Lewis. Check your fucking Boom, topical mass, reference. Nick. Um, actually. I stand corrected. You um, just got fucking fact-checked, nerd. <laughs> nice job, Jose. Way to get him. Thanks, I was, I was only God. off by two. Yeah. God. Nothing makes you feel more powerful than getting two, guys. fucking... Overexplain some shit to a person who doesn't care. Yeah, I am rock hard right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good Six thing the midnight. camera. The camera is just my chest enough because if I get up, you're just gonna hear dunk against uh, the. Yeah, chest. well, I saw the, the the laptop bounce a little. So, according to journalist C. D. B. Brian. Uh, through a study that was conducted, 73% of all alien encounters in the U.S. describe greys, 50% in Australia, 48% in continental Europe, and 12% in the U.K. So it seems that, for the most part, almost all alien abductions in the United States involve the greys. Short, tall, and taller. CBD Williams or something? Was that CDB Brian? <laughs> Brian's. You know, you know, you know, good old CDB Brian. Yeah, what a weird name. Did the website no. have this information and then also some of his personal products or something? Yes. Well, it goes, or? you know, if you follow I'm actually family. using CDB Brian's CBD oil right now. A typical abduction experience will go as follows. The human subject will wake up suddenly with, in the middle of the night to the feeling of being watched. This paranoia will lead to the uh, human subject noticing that a strange being is in their home. Sometimes they like to play little games and get you to get out of bed and rush around to try to find them. Uh, At this moment, the human subject will realize that they are completely paralyzed. The gray will then proceed to transport them to their craft where they are placed in a room that seems to be used for medical study and experimentation. I feel like I already know what you're going to say, Mason. What I mean by that is you might wake up in the middle of the night, you see someone at your door and you're like, what the fuck is that? So you go to chase after it and then they're kind of like are standing in the middle of, of your, your living room and then you're like, hey, and then you're just like, I, oh my God, I can't no, move. That's, <laughs> that's what I was going to say yeah. is it's like you're a fainting goat and you're like, huh, and then you just like, you get like Almost, three steps yes, out of bed and then you just you said that be- And then Whitley, Whitley Stryber in his book, and we'll talk about his abduction, but he but he reported that that's exactly what happened to him, where he went to go at them and he found himself like frozen in like that position. The struggle's I, real, man. So yeah, I, you guys don't have kids, you don't know about this shit. But they get you. You wake up, you're startled awake by like a bumping sound, and then you just hear feet like, and you're just like, oh fuck, it's 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 finally happening. This is legit. I rolled over and like I hear just like. 
down the hall and then a shadow and I'm like what the hell is happening is this it is this gonna happen and then a head pops around the corner of the door and I'm like oh my god and I can't move I'm terrified <laughs> and then it's like a kid runs in and you know smashes my nuts as he crawls over me or something and it's like okay it was terrifying for about two minutes so yeah one day it's it'll be your dreams will come true Nick and you'll just be anally I'll just yes yeah, I just I imagine I like to imagine in the ship the aliens are like dunking their feet in water and they're like, what, why do you always do that? And they're like, watch this. And then they get there and they're like, <laughs> yeah. like I get it now. It's funny yep. because you fucking wake them up mm-hmm. with your loud ass yeah. wet feet. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it's, it's terrifying. Look at him. Oh, oh he's coming out. Oh, he's, he's fucking <laughs> knocked out. Oh, we broke his nose. <laughs> The great. Also, I'm sorry. I don't mean to harp on this. <laughs> no, you're but good. Whitney Schreiber. Sh- Whitley Schreiber. Whitley Schreiber. 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 Or E-man. as I, I watched an interview with him and Larry King. Larry King was just so unamused, and I'm pretty sure he just kept calling him the wrong name on purpose. He was like, "Next up, we have Whitley Schreiber," and he's like. Like, you knew he wanted to correct him and be like, it's Stryber, mm-hmm. but he just didn't. And it was, I'll have to link it in the show notes because I honestly was like, oh, Larry King just fucking does not any, care. Any man dick. who is ready to throw hands on site mm-hmm. with an alien, I mean, that's an A plus. Oh, you, wait until we get to Travis alien, Walton. First thing you do is you're just like, motherfucker, let's do yeah. this. Oh, I'm into it. Oh, yeah. No. I yeah, am we'll get in- into it. To it. So the Grey will then proceed to transport them to their craft, where they are placed in a room that seems to be used for medical study and experimentation. They will then proceed to have a series of tests performed on them. Sometimes various different foreign objects are used on the body, whether it be something inserted into the cranium through the neck, back of the ear, or top of the head. Sometimes human subjects report foreign devices being shoved into their rectum to either remove fecal matter for study or to inject an unknown variant into their body. Some report the extraction of sperm or ova, others, mainly female human subjects, report the insemination of their wombs for the purpose of hybrid breeding. The subject may then be moved to a different location, seemingly to have their reactions to their new environment observed. They are then transported back to their homes and given screen memories to hide the horrific and violating experience they have just endured. Uh, they just did the same thing the last 200 people we ran through here did. They screamed in the room for about an hour, and then we knocked them <laughs> yeah. out and put them back. Hold yeah, on, hold right? on, hold on. According to Campobasso, greys are the masters of deceit and lies, as it is often reported that they sometimes tell their subjects that they are their chosen, seemingly with the intention of making them feel special, perhaps to open them up to further contact. Now, that's just what my my, my ex did to me. Like, she was like, how? you are different, Jose. Oh. And then, oh. Oh. I just, wait. oh man, I'm so, are you guys greys? No. <laughs> no, we're not. I told him no. No. <laughs> Good one. Good one. I don't know what that one was. <laughs> I don't know where that I one mean, was going. What the fuck? They're, the, they're masters of lies and deceit? Where does any of this information... What? Yeah, what? Tell him he's special. I, I, yeah. You are are the... Cho- shut up. Shut up. What? You're the, shut up. 
You're the cho- you're the special you you do you know Jesus? Yeah. You're You're Jesus. Wow. And then the next yeah. day like, that guy's like, I'm Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Now now tell the him. The aliens told me I was Jesus. It's all meaningless. Life. It's bullshit. Let's get out of here. Like guess what, nerd? Yeah. You're not Jesus. And also, oh, no. your your life doesn't mean shit. No! Yeah, your mom's going to die soon. Oh. <laughs> Get out of here. That's, go, go, that's go, go. not too far off, and we'll get into that. But um, there are three cases that involve gray abduction that are perhaps the most well-known within the field of gray studies. We will first start with the abduction of Barney and Betty Hill. In September of 1961, Barney and Betty Hill were driving from Montreal, Canada to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, The couple had taken a last-minute spontaneous uh, trip as their sort of belated honeymoon. The pair were a hard-working interracial couple who spent their time off from work involved in church activities or the civil rights movement. I do want to make this note right now before I forget. This spontaneous trip or these spontaneous actions, it's a very common theme throughout abduction where in the weeks leading up to the incident, for whatever reason, the subject will feel the need to run. And to change things. Whitley Stryber, this happened to him multiple times throughout his life. Where he would be completely fine in one place. And then suddenly feel like he needed to move to somewhere else. And um, I read about uh, another woman who it was a similar thing. Her whole life she constantly needed to to change. Um, like change like location? Like location, location, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Betty was a social worker who handled child welfare cases. And Barney was a postal worker who would travel 60 miles to make it to work every day. Day. I'm gonna be honest. I know, so I'm really familiar with this mm-hmm. case, and it is. There's something about just the genuine, the fact that these are such genuinely good right. people that it a it makes it very hard to make fun of, but b it makes it way more believable to me. Which I is why I add just, those details that yeah, these were like, very like well you know, put together individuals who literally like they worked they were, endlessly even on their time yes. their time off they were devoted to social causes they were already an interracial couple in the 60s yes. having to deal with all that bullshit they so were in bringing so attention onto themselves so much stuff, is not yes. something that they would have wanted yeah there wasn't like there wasn't a meeting of like all the civil rights leaders and they're like you know what would really help us out right now yeah a story about us getting abducted by aliens and they were like okay yeah that yeah. didn't happen Uh, So after suddenly deciding to take a three-day trip, they got into their car and drove towards Niagara Falls, not even stopping at the bank to get extra money. I believe that they traveled with only $70, which I don't know the inflation rate, but maybe they needed more. I don't know. It's the 60s. Things were better, I I guess. You could buy a house with $50. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, So on the last night of their trip, the couple had stopped at a diner in Vermont and had decided to get back on the road at around 10 p.m hoping to make it back to their home in Portsmouth by at least 2 or 3 a.m. As they drove, they suddenly became aware of a large light seemingly following them overhead. As they drove, the light only seemed to get brighter and brighter. Barney was a World War II veteran and an avid plane watcher and came to the conclusion that it couldn't be a commercial plane or helicopter, so it must be a satellite that had gone off course. To his defense, it was the 60s, so they really didn't understand how satellites worked, but I do like that he's I like, mean, can't be an airplane or a helicopter, must be a fucking satellite that's like uh, 400 yeah. feet up from us. It's causing the trees. 
to his credit, most people would have been like, I just thought it was God. And yeah. then just well, yeah. and like, <laughs> Yep. So, um, as they drove through the winding Appalachian Mountains, the light seemed to vanish behind the tree line, only to reappear again. The couple thought that perhaps it was an optical illusion they were witnessing, and that is what made it seem like the light was following them. So, they were so curious about what this was that they decided to pull over and investigate. Betty pulled out a pair of binoculars and observed the light, only to discover it was not a satellite, but rather a spinning uh, object. Barney became concerned. He was a pragmatic man and had little time for the idea of extraterrestrial life, but he could not explain what they were witnessing. After getting back on the road, the couple stopped once again when the craft seemed to be hovering only a hundred feet above them. Barney drew his handgun, which goes back to Mason's whole idea of like just rushing at aliens. He drew his handgun and got out of the vehicle, running up to the craft, which had now sort of parked in this empty field near them. You and he's like, hey! Just an old school, like, like it's not a goddamn satellite! <laughs> yeah. Like, Manny, come take a look at this! Yeah. And he's like, no, goddamn, give me my fucking, give me my gun! Yeah. It's so, not a satellite, watch! You can tell it's not a satellite, because when I shoot at it, it doesn't fall out of the sky like most satellites do! <laughs> You've never shot a damn satellite before. This is he was great. Just like, he was just Nick, like, you gotta do character work, man. Aliens, you wanna come? Yeah, you come and take me. You come and take me, motherfucker. And then they like paralyze him, and he's like, "Oh, yeah. oh no, oh, I messed up." <laughs> oh God. Betty, uh, I um shouldn't have told him to come and take me. They took me. Now they've done oh. it. We all three Uh-oh. had a different take on Benny there. Was it <laughs> yeah. Benny or what? I, I keep getting like Benny Hill stuck in my <laughs> head. So it was Barney yeah. and Betty. Yeah. Betty. Yeah, they're so close to it. They they're are so close. I just keep they, waiting for you to say it. Then the music came on and they're just running around. Just happened to have 60s sitcom characters. Yes. Yes, we I understand it should be like it's the Betty and Barney Hill show. Yeah, yeah, right. But that's not what happened. That's there. where I keep thinking it's gonna go, but it doesn't. Yeah. Barney, <clears throat> Barney Hill is a serious man. He has yeah, no I time for fighting. So it's, it's more so like these aliens ain't got nothing on me. Pop, 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 pop. You know. Yes. That's, yeah. Okay. That yeah. is it. Where he's so, like, so, oh, fuck. And show you aliens. Yeah. So he drew his handgun. He got out of the vehicle, Earth. running. Uh, he runs up to the craft, and what he saw was a disc-like craft as big as a jet but as flat as a pancake those are his words uh behind the row of windows were beings in gray uniforms who told barney to put down his binoculars he tried to raise his handgun but found himself unable to do so they Uh, called the gun binoculars or did he also have binoculars? he had the binoculars with him so he ran up with the binoculars and was like looking at him and he was like holy shit and then he, went to, he, they were like, put your binoculars down. And he was like, I'll tell you. And then he tried to raise his gun. But all of a sudden he was like, uh, oh, I thought it was yeah. more the opposite where he's actually got binoculars because he's probably a bird watcher. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he's got them on backwards. Oh, he's a plane, though, he was an avid plane watcher. And he's trying watcher. to aim, but they look like they're two, they're two miles away, Betty. <laughs> he's like, they're right goddamn in front of you. And he's like, I can't shoot. And he's just cracking it off in every direction. You know what I mean? And like... <laughs> No, Nick, because he's a serious man. He's a serious man, Nick. So he did he have binoculars? Move. He did. Or did yes. the aliens think that his he gun had, but he is had, a binocular? He had, so he ran up, uh, like to the up uh, to a certain distance, because they, they were still up in the air. I think and so I'm he right. watched them through the binoculars, <laughs> yeah. and then they said, "Put down your binoculars." So he was like, "I'll show you." And <laughs> you then he went for the gun, mm-hmm. and then they 
they paralyze him and he couldn't you know move. You know yeah. specific, that specific little green army man that has the binoculars up to his eye and a <laughs> pistol in his hand? He's That's based that. after Barney Hill, yes. That's his yeah. exact pose. Bravo, yeah. Mason. Yeah, that was yeah. very good, actually. I think my take is right, though. I think they're like, old, like, like ah, what is yes. this? It's, it's, yeah, it's ba- just the Barney. couple from Courage Barney. the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> just, uh, Barney, yeah. Eustace and the, uh, Agnes or whatever her name is. Barney, just put the... Put the binoculars down. Well, I gotta, you know, I can see him closer. If I can just, just, you know, I got my pistol, too. I brought my pistol. You're frozen. Oh, shit. I I do. Unexpected. (laughs) I can't move now, Betty. (laughs) Betty, I'm paralyzed. I've fallen. I can't get up. She's driven off at this point. I shot myself in the leg when I was falling down. She's driven off, and she's turning (laughs) up the radio, and it's like, life could be a dream. Betty. Shaboom. I told you not to drive my goddamn car. It's for men. What are you? I don't uh, even. I'm gonna. Right over my legs. Our paralyzing ray should affect his fucking mouth. He's stronger. <laughs> his fucking mouth is stronger than our paralyzing ray. So, so he found himself unable to raise his handgun. Right. So realizing that they were about to be captured. He then ran back to the car and sped off. So it's almost like they released him, and he was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Oh, so and they so, froze it. It wasn't like, yeah. this, I don't remember this mm-hmm. gun being so goddamn big. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it was more like, it's time, time for this Betty to boop, and then he got <laughs> yeah. his car. Too. And so as they drove <laughs> off, the couple began to feel drowsy and suddenly lost consciousness. The next morning, the couple woke up in their home with no recollection of how they had gotten there. Barney's shoes were scuffed, and Betty's dress had a tear in it. Both of their watches had stopped working. Concerned about what had happened, Betty spent hours reading up on the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, or NICAP, and even filed an Air Force report concerned with the possible exposure to radiation. They then began seeing a psychiatrist named Benjamin Simon, who helped them piece together what had happened with the use of hypnosis. According to the Hills, the UFO had landed on their car as they were speeding down the mountains and put them to sleep. Afterwards, the gray beings they had seen earlier had led them up a long ramp into the spacecraft. Once inside, the Hills were separated and individually tested. They were asked to climb on a metal table and remove their clothes, where the gray beings would pluck their hairs, take clippings from their nails, and peel off parts of their skin. Each sample was placed on something that resembled a glass slide. The gray beings also probed needles into their arms, legs, and heads. Betty recalled that one needle was even inserted into her stomach as a pregnancy test. Throughout the ordeal, Betty and Barney Hill claimed that one of the beings was the leader, who was observing the process from the side. Later, alone with the leader, Betty asked where the craft had flown. Under hypnosis, she replicated the star map shown to her on the ship. Years later, a woman named Marjorie Fish attempted to interpret Betty's 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 reproduction uh, of the map and concluded that the beings had come from the star system Zeta Reticuli, which is where the association with the Greys and the Zeta Reticuli uh, system comes from. Though the story of Betty and Barney Hill was not the first tale of alien abduction, theirs was the most well-documented and feasibly legitimate. After this encounter, Betty Hill continued doing research on UFOs for the remainder of her life, and the story of the Hills became one of the most widely publicized alien encounters in history. It even shaped the way alien encounters are discussed today in media. It also, like, so Betty was like, we have to, we're going to figure out what happened to us, and Barty was just like, I'm not talking about this. Yeah. Ever again. Yeah, because he was, like I said, he was a very, like, pragmatic, like, 
no, 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 no. There's no way that aliens are a thing. Like I'm a man. I just I keep my fucking head know. down and I do my yes. work. I'm a black man in the '60s. I already have a lot of scrutiny because of just who I am. I'm not gonna bring this shit upon Betty, myself. Quit talking about the goddamn Shut aliens. Shut the fuck up about the aliens, Betty. You know Get like my gun. Used to sit in their chairs and then yeah. one would be reading a book and then like and Barney's like reading a newspaper and he's mm-hmm. just like. So, Bonnie, I was thinking that we should go talk to someone about what happened with oh, the space for aliens. Oh, fuck's sake, Betty. We're oh, not talking no. about... No, we're no, not no. Again. We're not talking about the goddamn... They weren't aliens. We're not calling them aliens. They, Find the little gray men. They were... We drove home. No. I tripped. No, Bonnie. I grabbed your skirt, I ripped it on accident, <laughs> I scuffed my shoes, we woke up in bed, we had too much to drink at the diner. So, our next abduction story is is that of Travis Walton, which um, <laughs> is the one that uh, Nick brought up earlier and inspired that movie, um, what is it called? Sky. Fire Yeah, Fire in the Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, had an so, amazing cast, by the way. I don't think any of it's fucking probably even remotely true to the story of Travis uh-huh. Walton. I just, I feel that. I don't Actually, know that for sure, but the cast I mean, I is pretty I amazing. So, yeah, so the story of Travis Walton, who. Mm-hmm was actually on an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience not too long ago, which is just further proof that this podcast desperately wants to be that podcast. (laughs) Um, So in in it, he talked about how the movie gets some stuff right, but then they get certain just little nuances wrong. Yeah, that's where I feel like they kind of... Let's talk about elk meat. (laughs) Elk meat. Is L- a li- listen, listen, Travis, Travis, I know that this is like a traumatic thing for you. You were abducted, right? And uh, <laughs> so good. you were, you know, you said you they did a lot of stuff to your brain. And yeah, yeah, PTSD. But yeah, Jamie, can yeah. you pull up the picture of the can you pull up the video of the little alien dancing to a Gangnam style? You're going to love this, Travis. This is hilarious. Can you can you pull that up? I want to see that, Jamie, real quick. Anyway, you ever had uh, you ever done DMT, Travis? Because I had a very similar experience while on DMT. <laughs> Like uh, like Joe Biden. He, he did, I, you know. I did, uh, I did just see the Daily Beast reported that he's a um, he's a pedophile alien. You you hear about that? Oh God! Why did I come on this show? Once the Full Joe size. Rogan experience uh, pays us, we will flip flop mm-hmm. immediately yep. on all of this. Uh, we will. The, uh, we are excited to announce our us joining the Joe Rogan Experience Network <laughs> as soon as he starts paying us to be there. Yeah. Super so, excited. on November 5th, 1975, after a long day of logging in the Apache uh, Sitgreaves National Forest near Heber, Arizona, Walton and six other loggers were heading home when they suddenly saw a 40-foot diameter shining disc floating in the air. Ignoring warnings from his co-workers, Walton, who was always a bit of a do-first-think-later kind of guy, there's actually a story that's told about him that one day while they were <laughs> logging, they came across a bear in the middle of the road, and Walton jumped out of the truck, running, screaming at the bear to scare it off the road, and then just got back on the truck like nothing had happened. Yeah, that's and this a, bear was like, "That's a classic and it Walton. Ran away. That's a classic Walton. You I just mean, you just run at the bear screaming. You, sh- you wave your hands. <laughs> you just run at it screaming. You know it works every time, guys. It works hundred percent of the him, time. But I'm a hundred percent certain. Normally, mm-hmm. I like to I try to reserve myself about like you know I don't know what I would do in these situations." I'm 100% certain if I ever saw a flying saucer, the first thing I would fucking do is 
dead sprint at it. 100 percent sure. Difference between it's called a wall. It's called my mind. You'd pull a Walton, yeah. yeah. I'd pull yeah. a Walton immediately. Yeah. Difference be like, between oh, I gotta us. Get, I'm I gotta get turning the, the other way and I'm getting the fuck out of there. I'm I'm gonna say Jose. I'm filming to the cloud. And then I would, you know, because you can record yeah. directly to the cloud, so you yeah. would have access to my footage, and I would turn my camera on, and I'm going at it. Well, see, uh, what Walton does is he challenges them to a fist fight. <laughs> he gets, he opens there, mm-hmm. he jumps on their ship, he's like, all right, you son of a bitch, yeah. come on, huh? I'm here. School. I'm there, They're let's old go. School. They like to, they like a good showdown between two men. All right, let me get my yeah. up. Hold <laughs> on. We tear, we tear what, shirts what, off. What the, what the fuck are you doing here? Get out of our ship. I don't All know right. why they're New Yorker Slimy aliens. Green bitches. Yep. You want some of Lager Travis Walton? Whoa, whoa, you come whoa, take whoa. Up no, no, Walton. no. You're in the fucking oh, face. You're in the fucking face. You're in the fucking face. Come on. Who's fucking next, huh? Which one you're you about to get the Walton walloping is what you're about to get now. I got my shirt off. That means it's serious. You got... My you shirt's got two, off. You got two of us. Explain that, you science bitches. Go ahead. Open your mouth. You're punching the fucking mouth now. Huh? So, Who else got a side explanation for how two Travis Waltons got on this <laughs> fucking spaceship? Uh, uh. So, he, so he jumped out of the truck. You and sound like some awful science fucking talk of the Travis Walton. God, I did. Can you kick my own ass for me? <laughs> I don't talk like that. I take my shirt You're off and I kick obliged. ass. Okay. So he jumped out of the truck and he approached the saucer. Uh, he reports that it was metallic. Uh, it was a metallic glowing disc making strange sounds. So and not as plastic. Got, no. Okay. And as he got it closer, was made his, of metal. <laughs> as he got closer, his coworkers began swearing at him to get back. And then the disc began to move, and the sounds became hey, louder. Hey, cock dick, get back in the truck. Hey, no, you fuck fucking you. shit stain, get in the fucking truck the... right what? now. Why well, you look like a bag of dicks out it. there? You look like a bag of dicks back there, literally, because no. there's six, there's six of you, and you're clumped oh, together like a clump of dicks. Oh, fuck, dude. We Wait, look hold like dicks. on. We look like a we're bag full finish. of dicks in this truck. We're gonna we're just, f- let's get out of the truck and continue calling names, okay? We're going to finish this conversation <laughs> when I get back on the fucking ground. Tra- Travis Walton's right. We look like a bag of... Oh, shit. Where'd Travis go? So, so, so Walton jumped for cover after the sound started getting louder, right? No oh, fuck. And then... He jumped back up. I've got questions. So he ducks behind a log, right? As right. the noise starts to get louder. Of him. And exactly then, what and you then do. he tries to jump back to the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he's doing that, in that transition, he's hit by a blast of energy. Uh, he becomes numb right away, unable to move. Yeah. And his crew reported that it actually sent him 10 to 20 feet into the air. And then he landed. Hard, right? Yep. <laughs> would you say his dick was instantly hard too. oh th- instantly yes okay uh and that he landed in a way that they were all sure he was fucking dead so he gets thrown up well, and then he lands kind of crumples everybody back and they're the like holy shit they just killed travis so they drive away in fear and then they return once the craft had left to search for walton but couldn't find him anywhere hey, he uh, then awoke uh sorry go ahead you guys uh you guys uh I think we should maybe go back see if Travis is still alive. No, he called oh. us a bag full of dicks, man. I don't. He did. I'm still bag... stuck on that. I'm still stuck you, on that. You called him a bag full of dicks first. I know. I know. Oh it's a, man, a, a Travis is dead, ain't he? Yeah. Well, oh, we. I no. mean, also, I'm gonna be. Hey, 
I'm going to be Frank here. Hey, it's me, Steve. I'm going to be Frank. Yeah. It confuses me because Frank's also here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be Frank because I'm Frank. Yeah. And then Walton wakes up to find himself in a medical setting, lying on his back on a raised table with a light above him. So immediately he's like, oh, that was all a dream. I'm in the fucking hospital. Thank God. Mm-hmm. And that's when he sees three greys that come and they stand over him and they're watching him. Mm, Immediately, he becomes confrontational and just starts throwing hands. And he actually manages to hit one of them. Classic Uh, Walton. Although he says he he felt incredibly weak, these beings seem to be so light that he barely touched it. And this fucking short grey just fucking flies back. (laughs) disintegrates i mean you i mean a human can barely take a travis walton oh yeah that's the thing even at his weakest right he punches the fucking goes through his head he's got like the alien's head like up in his forearm he's he's like oh my god i was just reaching out to touch you jesus christ (laughs) could you imagine if just for once the the anesthetic wears off and travis walton just pulls his shirt off and like you fucked up now guys and he just tears his way through these frail little bodies and like one of the comments and he's just tearing them one apart. of the comments that i read on that joe rogan <laughs> clip said exactly that where somebody was like the alien anesthesiologist fucked up that day yeah <laughs> he's fucking like ripping them in half and one of them's like the, the anesthesiologist is looking at like the the shots and he'd given them like adrenaline instead of fucking a- anesthesia and he's yeah. like oh no <laughs> He just All turns sudden, into the Hulk and is like, ah! And he's just crumpling him into balls and shit. All of a sudden, the, play, or the, 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 the UFO just crashes while his friends are looking at him, and he just, like, crawls out, like, covered in fucking blood shirtless. Like, yeah. He's, like, oh, wearing God. one of their skulls, like, one yeah. of the top of their heads is a fucking hat. Travis Jesus. is back, baby, and the aliens got a new king. It's me. So... So anyway, so then he rolls off the table after he knocks this fucking short gray over. <laughs> He's going to go down in history as the yeah. only human that's ever cold cocked a gray. <laughs> so he rolls off the table in the opposite direction. And Those then at this point, near black enough for Travis Walton. <laughs> at this point. Wrapping his hands with their skin. <laughs> just to fucking pound through more of them. It's an absolute nightmare on the gray side. He's just one-arming one as a fucking club. I told you we should have got the old people. Who wanted the logger? You fucking idiot, Zim Zam. Yeah. So so three of them start coming toward him. And he and he says that he like oh, yeah. reaches he reaches back and he just grabs this sort of like glass cylinder. He wasn't really sure what it was, but he just grabs it and he's like, "This will do." And he starts like swinging it and being like, "Back the fuck off! Like I'll fucking kill you!" And oh the greys they just stop advancing, and they just retreat. The they just leave. Last they walk time. out of the room. Just a, can first you just last imagine? Time. Go ahead, Nick. The first and last time the aliens abduct trailer trash. Abducted. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine the like the like of the doors it shuts and they're just like oh, oh he fuck. fucked up so bad oh my god what is happening this is no- <laughs> we are so fucked you guys and so then um so then <clears throat> he uh he ex- he exits the room and is it's trying to desperately find a way out and he's he's looking into all these different rooms. And in one of the rooms, he encounters a large muscular man, muscular human man with a helmet over his head who took him out of the craft and uh, where he then realized he was in a warehouse filled with more saucers. Uh, and then he was taken into a room with three other humans who were also incredibly good looking. Uh, he's actually quoted as saying that it was two men and one woman 
who were standing around the table. They all were wearing velvety blue uniforms like the first man's, except they had no helmets. I just imagine that the muscly man he ran into is constantly throwing him around like uh, he's being thrown out of a bar, you know, where he grabs yeah. the back of the shirt and like the seat of his pants mm. and is like throwing him into a room. And he's like, fuck, what the fuck? And before he can even stand up, he gets like picked up yep. again and thrown <laughs> yeah. into the next well, room. See, I think more likely what happened there is it's a small little gray in a power suit. They finally like, oh, Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ, put the suit on, man. But, you know, being uh, I'm Travis yeah. Walton, okay? Being Travis and, Walton, he can't say that a little gray threw him around. Right. I just don't yes. put a door. Here, here's this Arnold Schwarzenegger dude, just, you know, six foot tall, 300 pounds the of pure muscle. The only guy that could take me, me through out. a fucking wall, through a yeah. brick wall. They you know, that's made, what it sounds like to me. But they, yeah. they made a horror movie in Zeta Reticula that was exactly like Aliens, only it's it was Travis just Walton. Travis Walton. It, it's like, it's like an Invincible when Omni-Man goes over to that alien. Uh, yes. You guys watch Invincible when he goes over yep. to the alien yeah. dimension and they just fear him as like a, yeah. like a demon that destroyed their it, civilization. Yeah, they're just like, what oh it, God, we fucked up now. Yeah, yeah. it's just over. It ends, it ends with the Ripley alien in a fucking mech suit in a loader yeah. suit, like beating the shit out of him. Only it's not so, cool but, like but that. I do, it's I, just... I, just, it just their suit, their normal suit. It's just like he puts on a yeah. thing, and it just makes him super strong. So I do want to point like a, out that this like a, a, a life jacket where he just pulls a ripcord and like yeah. muscles be like, and all of a sudden he's. It's that the thing from SpongeBob where he blows up those arms. You guys watch? Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. See, I don't even think he gets bigger. He's still small. No, yeah. It's just Travis Walton couldn't admit that something small threw him through. A, you know, picked him up and manhandled him. So right. He had to be like, yeah. No, this Aryan son of a bitch comes through. I think he was a neo-Nazi or something. You know, he just it just stacked. So, I but, punch him six times in the face. Doesn't do a thing. But this 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 theme though of human mm-hmm. helpers with um, gotcha. Grays is repeated. It is something that that is witnessed by a lot of different people, mm-hmm. um, which is why the the Hynek scale includes the, the the distinction of it can either be robot, alien, or humans in in a third kind uh, close encounter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's it's weird. It, it, whether or not they are real humans that they are using um, or a hybrid or or it's all mental where they're making mm-hmm. them see humans to, to calm them. Who knows? Well, anyway, so the, the three, these people, they push him gently onto a table and they put a mask over his mouth and nose, at which point he loses consciousness. And then he wakes up on the side of the highway with the saucer flying off in the distance. He assumed he'd only been gone a couple of hours, but Travis Walton had actually been declared missing for five days. And the other loggers were under investigation for foul play because they thought that they had killed him. That's what the authorities thought. Uh, suddenly, when he shows up, another investigation starts, and this time it's to see what actually happened. Walton and the others would undergo multiple polygraph tests that showed that none of them were lying when speaking about what they had encountered in the woods that night. So all so, of them passed multiple polygraph tests. Yeah, so I just uh, listened to a thing the other day. Uh, it was how things work or whatever, where mm-hmm. they're just like polygraph tests are complete BS or whatever. It just kind of well, yeah. blew my mind a little bit. And I was like, wait, oh, yeah. is that not a thing? It's one of those things. Which also brings up, maybe we can talk about this later, like uh, the the hypnosis. like Right, yes, definitely something that we is should. Is that stuff listen. bullshit too? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just always took yeah. it as, like, oh, of course. You can get put to sleep by a master, you know, right, uh, yeah. a wizard. Yeah, and, you know, Doctor Strange know. comes in. He casts a spell on you. You fall asleep. Tell the truth about a it's big like, oh, boom, God. you're out. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah that happens. So, so anyway. finally, the last abduction case we will talk about is that mm-hmm. of Whitley Stryber, who had multiple different okay. encounters with the Greys, but the most notable took place on December 26, 1985. It began with a strange whooshing noise that awoke Stryber suddenly in the middle of the night. 
As he tried to go to go back to sleep, he noticed that one of the double doors leading to his and his wife's bedroom in their cabin was slowly closing, almost as if trying to conceal something that sat behind it. That is when he noticed the outline of a figure standing in the corner of his room. The following hey, description. It's me. <laughs> it's me, the little demon, the little season no! demon's back. So, Nick, we have an ongoing joke on this podcast involving a <laughs> demon that desperately wants little Caesars. I'm a demon uh, we're actually, that this summer, Nick, Caesars. this summer is actually our hot and ready summer. I'm going to include that right here. Hot and ready <laughs> summer. Hashtag hot and ready hot summer. Hot and ready summer, baby. Um, so, the following, the following description comes straight from communion. The figure was too small to be a person, unless a child. I believe it was roughly three and a half feet tall. It had a smooth, round hat on. What an odd, sharp rim that jutted out easily. Four inches on the side, I could see. I could not see the face, or perhaps I would not see it. I saw two dark holes. Four eyes. Oh, sorry, two dark holes, four eyes. Not for he had two eyes. Four, but they were dark holes, four eyes. He didn't have four. Okay. And a black downturning outline of a mouth that became an O. So, yeah, so basically he's saying like it was a downturning line to just like a tiny little line mouth that later was like, like became an O when. You know, like a blow up doll's mouth. All jokes so, aside, I'm, I'm already a little terrified. It's pretty spooky, right? Because he, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's very good at description. So the next I read thing, his book, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very interesting. So the next thing, Stryber. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's very good at descriptions is what you got from him. Well, within the entire, this is a. This unless is a, it was a, an entire billions of people that are children. Yes. It could have been that. Also, don't forget it's rounded hat. Yes. No, that's a good point. I do have the child yeah. experience. That, the next thing Schreiber knew. You put, a fucking, you put a fedora on that kid. You had Schreiber's experience. Uh, children. So, uh, adorable during the day. Terrifying monsters. Yes. Nice. <laughs> so the next thing Schreiber knew, the creature rushed into the room and then he saw nothing but blackness. When he awoke again, he was being carried and was completely nude. He was taken to a depression in the woods where he sat in front of the greys for some time before being taken up to their craft. He was placed in a small circular chamber with a domed grayish tan ceiling, and strangely enough, Stryber describes it as seeming messy with some clothes being strewn on the ground, almost as if he wasn't the only one that they had taken that night. Listen here, you gray sons of bitches. Either one of you is going to suck my dick or I'm going back (laughs) home, and there's not a one in between. Oh, no. I love that their abductions are like the time that I at work tried to fix the uh, tripod for the camera and then got it put back together. And it's like, ah, there's still some shit here. Who cares? Kick it out the door. (laughs) It's like, ah, where did the pants go? I don't fucking who cares. Put them back in there. Just put them back in their bed. You know what? what? Next time you get someone, don't even bring them without the pants. (laughs) Don't even. I'm tired of having the pants all over the goddamn (laughs) ship. The next guy, take his fucking pants out before he gets here. (laughs) He could move only his eyes at this point, and he saw one of the beings produce a box. They then showed him the contents of the box. Inside There's it was a dick a, in it. Oh, sorry. A dick in a box. Inside it was a long needle mounted on a black surface. He recalls being told that they intended to insert the needle into his head. He then began to scream. He recalls one of the Greys speaking to him telepathically, uh, asking what they could do to help him. Uh, to help him stop screaming. Um, you could not put the fucking needle into my head. 
Yeah, Please. look, we gotta put this needle into your head right now. I'm gonna scream if you do. Bring bring it closer. Bring yeah, it closer no, no, they, they they always do. Bring it closer to my head. Do it. I dare you. Here it comes. Ah! <laughs> oh, oh, yes. oh shit. Okay, all right. Unexpectedly, after after they asked, like, what can we do to help you stop screaming? Unexpectedly, Stryber found himself saying that they could let him smell them, almost as if he were a dog. It was, it was a very primal thing where he yeah. he reverted almost to like the most primal yeah. setting. And was like, well, if I smelled you, it might make yeah. me feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe if you put your feet in my mouth, it'd be better, huh? <laughs> the I next thing he knew, these fingers, these fingers a little bit, and then smell it. I don't even have to <laughs> smell you. I'll just get my fingers in you and then <laughs> smell that, huh? Huh? Like no, this? at least yeah. Get him off you the like... ship. Get him off the ship. I'm, I'm uh, tired of these. Who oh, are these I haven't even touched you yet. Keep... That's just me. Who are these weirdos you keep telling you keep bringing onto our ship, Glibglor? I'm tired of it. This is the sixth <laughs> fucking pervert. Uh, <laughs> the next thing he knew, there was a bang and a flash, and he realized they had performed their operation. He was taken to another room with different kinds of beings, seemingly both small and tall greys. He says, quote, I was being shown an enormous and extremely ugly object, gray and scaly, with a sort of network of wires on the end. It was at least a foot long, narrow, and triangular in structure. They inserted this thing into my rectum. It seemed to swarm into me as if it had a life of its own. Apparently its purpose was to take samples, possibly of fecal matter, but at the time I had the impression that I was being raped. And for the first time, I felt anger. One of the greys then took his right arm and made an incision on his forefinger. The reasoning behind this is unknown. He says, quote, I awoke the morning of the 27th very much as usual, but grappling with a distinct sense of unease and very improbable but intense memory of seeing a barn owl staring at me through the window with something, window sometime during the night. Stryber would later go on to discover that this is actually quite common with the abduction experience, one of the favorite screen memories of the Greys seems to be to insert images of animals. Uh, Stryber would go on to discover, after undergoing hypnosis therapy, that there had been a, that he had been having prolonged visitations with the Greys almost his whole life, beginning in early childhood, with various cases of missing time and implanted memories of events that never transpired. He would go on to discover an implant behind his ear that he still has to this day, and that he believes is how the Greys continue to track him throughout his life. His wife and son would also have strange encounters, which he attributes to the greys. Either what is happening here is that visitors are actually here, or the human mind is creating something that incredibly is close to a physical reality. Whitley Strieber. So he, he mentions um, in, his book. in his books, he's very convincing is what I remember. It's been about 25 years since I read it, but I remember reading it and thinking, you know, it's like a guy who was he a, what was he? He was some kind of doctor. No, he I was an remember. author, but he had written he was like, an, okay. I thought he, he was an was... established and, and respected mm-hmm. author because he had written, he did do sci-fi and, and mostly more mm-hmm. horror than sci-fi, but he also had written books on like <clears throat> nuclear war and like the you know, Russian revolution and all this stuff okay. and, and these arguments for the improvement or humanity and all this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I remember him coming at it with a very like, you know, uh, grounded take mm-hmm. on it where it's like, look, I, I think I'm going crazy. Well, you know, literally. Yeah. Like, so this, here's his just first what thought I, was finding out his, from when he began, his first thought was, I am having a mental breakdown. What are the possible explanations for this mental mm-hmm. breakdown? Uh, people told him that it could be like uh, epilepsy and epileptic uh, like disorders, which he went and got scanned and his brain mm-hmm. was in, like, you know, healthy. But 
that's when finally he got in contact with Bud Hoskins, who's a, a big player in the UFO world. He pops up a lot. Mm. Um, and uh, he was they knew of Bud, Bud Hop, Hoskins, him and his wife, because Bud Hoskins is also an, uh, an artist, and they had bought some of his artwork. And then he remembers reading uh, an interview with him uh, where he had uh, talked about his interest in, 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 in uh, aliens. And Bud Hoskins recommended um, that he talk to doctors or psychiatrists and – Whitley Stryber was like, I like you, bud. And like, it is reassuring to hear that other people have had this experience, but he right away, he knew he was like, if I go to the people that Bud Hoskins recommends, then it's not going to be unbiased and it's not going to be. Yeah, he was pretty uh, logical in the mm-hmm. steps. So he, he was That's yeah, what so I remember he, liking about the book is right. that he really So he goes to through. this guy named Don Klein, who is well-respected in the, uh, psychologist uh world he at least i'd assume he was until he no he still is because he throughout his process he never claimed one thing or the other he was just helping striver recover his memories uh he neither believed nor didn't believe in aliens which is what Mm -hmm. striver was looking for he's truly the joe rogan of psychiatrists (laughs) (laughs) yes yes um but no right away he he begins his book by by saying that you know he thinks that um that he didn't want to believe that it was aliens, you know, he wanted to believe everything, but, and then, right. and then when he gets into it, he's got a very interesting point of view on it where he doesn't see them as, as bad, which I don't know. Well, we'll get into that. The first right. question is now that we've talked about everything, all this information, let's discuss first the scenario of if the grays are real, what do you guys think they could be doing here? I think they are. If, if, if they are real, I think we're dealing with dimensional beings and not physical beings. Because there is... If they were... If this was happening as often as we say, as often as we're... It's the... You know, all these people make it sound like it's happening. There would be physical evidence by now. Hard physical evidence. Irrefutable physical evidence. Well, and then I also think... Um, cause you know, I'm, I'm more, I'm, I'm more on the side of, I do believe that this is happening. I don't believe every single bit. I don't believe the lore of, well, they come from this planet or whatever. Cause I'm like, you wouldn't yeah. know that. <clears throat> um, but I do believe that abductions are occurring and Stryber again in communion, he makes the argument that the reason we don't have full, uh, proof or irrefutable evidence is because, Science doesn't take this serious at all. Even even the most uh, scientific of skeptics, they always just they don't. There's not. Let me see if I can find his exact quote. But there's not. Uh, there's well, whether or not it's real. There's it does. It's not given the the, the credibility to be studied um, like any other phenomenon. You know what I mean? It's written I, off for the for the sake of jokes about anal probes and and people being kooks and all this. But then. You have what's happening today. What was you know? I didn't even check if the report came out or not. But then you have that the government has encountered unidentified uh, aerial phenomenon, and that opens up the possibility. That's that, true. That, that kind of reignited my interest in it because mm. for about a decade and a half, you know, since the '90s, it's like we used to have all these sighting videos on crappy old cameras, and then as soon as we got high def cameras, the aliens were like, oh, they got high def cameras, they've gone into the next stage, we can't be, we can't show ourselves. You know what I mean? It was kind of that thing where yeah. we didn't get that compelling evidence anymore once well, he says, fakes were pretty much taking off the table, but now right. the freaking military's putting them exactly. out there, you know? Right. 
And uh, and he says, until we face them, they will never confront us. And facing them means addressing the extensive array of material that they have deposited in our milieu in a meaningful way, rather than containing it behind the walls of official secrecy while publicly denying its existence. The same. So the argument could be made that we don't have tangible evidence because it's it's being hidden from us. I mean, the the government has been sitting on these videos and they kept it hidden because they That's believed fair. that it could have been foreign governments or foreign powers but i just think that i, I mean, think at best they don't know what's happening either right. I think, so i don't I think just, it's the whole thing where they've got they've got the truth they don't fucking they may, might I have am, some stuff they haven't shared but yeah i'm the full epitome of the i want to believe poster because yeah. i really want them to be real and i really right. i really want to believe uh but I, I really want i really want aliens to be real i i, I hope they are I just feel like, you know. So I think that if they are here, I, I, I lean more towards the argument made by uh, Whitley Stryber, which is that if Greys are here, they might be here to, I don't fully buy into this, but that they might be here to, they might be here to advance our species and and they, but they it's like it's almost like Star Trek where they're on these voyages to go explore and and study other civilizations and slowly help them but they can't outright just come out and say here we are and and we're going to help you i do think that if the cuz people you know they'll make the claim that that it's an alien invasion i think that you need to understand that if if they had sinister intentions then a full-scale invasion would have happened already because their technology is leagues ahead of ours right so i don't think that that's their interest i think that to them either they're here to help us uh improve as a species whether that be one-on-one -on -one with people and that's the purpose of abductions where they're they're putting things into those people that are making them more advanced or or, or evolve or even just the whole idea of just exposing yourself to a human helps move them forward because now they've accepted the idea of, of extraterrestrial life or we're just apes to them in their research. We're just lab yes. rats and they're just that's prodding our brains and giving us cancer or whatever. The same yeah. that we do to lab rats and apes. That's so, where I'm at. I think we are specifically, we're like a nature preserve to them where you know how every once in a while in like a nature preserve yeah. or a national park, they have to, you know, rangers have to capture an animal, implant a tracker into it so it can, you know, study the specific habits of that herd of, of fucking antelope for a little bit, you know what I mean? And then they release yeah. it back into the herd. That is, if they're real, that's exactly what's yeah, happening Yeah, I just, I us. believe in it because I think that people walk away with physical and emotional and psychological trauma that if if it's not real then then we've discovered the most important and incredible scientific advancement that the mind is capable of doing where it's like he says if they're not actually here the mind is creating something that is incredibly super close to a physical reality well, but yeah but well, then you look at like this look at the slender man murders you know what i mean those girl you think a slender man is real or you think they just convinced themselves that they're real and stabbed their friend to death because of it Yes, but I don't think that, that you can make that same argument because that's like that's that's different than than you waking up tomorrow with a medical incision that you can't explain that that when you go to go get it studied it it's not produced by any sort of medical tool that we have 
or you know what I mean? Or you're found with traces of I, unknown substances that are not found on this planet. I don't know, but I mean, I get I, how many cases of this medical thing. Well, that's the thing. See, that's the problem, Mason, is that there are mil- there's many, many cases, but this has been considered a joke for so long. And that's that was one of the I notes mean, that I made that in his book. He talks about how he he was ups, he was upset because he was presented all these these technological advancements and these visions of what humanity could come to, and he wrote this book for that purpose to to, to tell people about it. And then uh-huh. it was written off as oh this guy got fucked in the butt by aliens, and he and so I think that's the problem is that we have these things happening, but our media just lambasted it as a joke. And now finally, I think that's that's what, interesting to read this book in 2021 because on the flip side, now the media has flipped around. And mm-hmm. is you know for years I think the media just followed the official government word, yeah. which was no, there's no such thing as aliens. It's it's spooks, and you guys are crazy, and you're uh-huh. you're, you're dummies. And now yeah. that the government is like, hey, there is something out there, and it's fucking right. with our ships, and it's faster than anything we've ever seen. And now the media is like, could what? aliens actually be real? And so I think well, that's guys, the problem around the this. Do you think that maybe? This could be a thing. I mean, this is a hot take, but yeah, exactly. Could there be aliens. That's, yeah, that's exactly how it's been. Could, and I think that's the military the, that's has this glowing dot thing that really still is not. It, that's that's also something that bugs me. Is like we finally got like the official government mm. saying, "Here's the video." It's still shit video. It's fucking right, yeah. like infrared, and it's something going like. Yeah, and it's yeah. like fucking. How do you know? Well, God so damn it! All, I just think the problem nuts, is you know whether I mean? it's like where's whether or not it's real. There's uh-huh. a couple of different video. problems with, with with this field. Is one, it doesn't help that the media has, from the beginning, r- wrote it off as a joke, and that has uh-huh. hindered the seriousness of this. Where uh-huh. it's been dangerous because then you get people who are self-proclaimed experts who uh-huh. only muddle the field even more, right? And then if okay. you are an actual expert, right. you can't actually take this seriously because then your career is lambasted and you are okay. written off as a kook. But mm-hmm. here's what I think. Here's what I'm saying though is, I fully believe. In the nature of unexplained events, I think that humanity, it's guaranteed that we're going to experience un- some unexplainable things. You know what I mean? Yes. And when I say unexplainable, it could be things that, you know, 50, 100 years from now will make sense, something we just don't have the capability of understanding today. Mm-hmm. Those things are going to happen. We as a species are naturally going to apply certain types of patterns and explanations to things in order to feel secure about something. Yes. So when you get these unexplainable events that are few and far between, we're gonna we, we're pushing them into a pile together and saying, well, th- these are these are aliens because what else could it be? And I, I'm not even uh, emphatically saying that that it isn't aliens. I'm just saying that I think our propensity to find reasoning in things that are unreasonable is leading us to that. Propensity. This guy in his big fucking words. (laughs) Classic skeptic. Using words that I don't know what they mean to make me seem dumb because I don't Mm -hmm. read books. Well, (laughs) listen, Mr. Harvard. No, no, I think you're right. I'm actually from Mr. Harvard. I'm from the Oxford Paranormal Society. <laughs> Nick, the Oxford Paranormal Society is is one we encountered in one of our last couple episodes. Uh, They're from yeah, Oxford, Alabama. Yeah. 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 Yes, not Oxford. Um, no, but yes, I think I think I agree with that, Mason. Um, 
on the flip side, then, if you've got nothing to a- else to add to that, Nick, to that question of, of, of what you think they could be doing here. Um, well, I think, uh, to me, what uh, we go all these different directions, but to me it's like, look at, uh, look at what we have as evidence to tell what a species that would find us on this little blue rock would do. So we have to look at what did we do when we found people living on another rock somewhere else in our own planet? Mm-hmm. What happened when a highly technologized society went to a lesser technologized society? You know, I the, the, you know what I mean? Somebody with technology came. Yeah, yeah, sorry, uh-huh. I'm using a terrible word there. Technological. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know what I mean? When when somebody with boats and guns and you know whatever showed mm-hmm. up to the island with the natives, just you know, murdered, raped, and invaded and pillaged. Yes, they just came and they took all the resources and they gave them trinkets, which to me would be <laughs> easily what somebody would do when they came here. It's like, hey, look at this. This thing's like a hologram coin. Here you go. And we're like, great. Right. Take all of our water. Well, and and perhaps the trinkets. Uh, are the experience and these screen memories that they're implanting in people, where oh, they're yeah, or, they're taking or it that to the or that level. Re- or that repeated that repeated uh, phrase of "you are chosen" because that's what that's I one of the things that under hypnosis, Whitley Stryber <laughs> brings up is that he was told he asked them why are you doing this to me and they mm-hmm. said you're our chosen and then um, Don Klein asks him. Did you believe that? And he goes, no, not for a second, because yeah, there but, were other people on the ship, and I knew that they had said right. the same thing to those people. But so, to Nick's point, though, no, uh, no society. If we're looking at it for, through the lens of how we've treated other other uh, you know groups, we never picked them off one by one, and and was like, hey, here's the well, deal. but see, the, there's the we problem: in, is the, the arrogance in believing that other species out there would act exactly as humankind sure, I, has. I fully agree. I'm just saying, in this specific argument, you said that in, in sure, this, yeah, yeah, in yeah. this hypothetical, yeah. the trinket is the the experience, but I don't think that works because that's not that's not an example of what Nick's talking about. I mean, we could already have had the trinkets or whatever because True. You know, the trinkets, after Roswell, the trinkets, yeah, uh, trinkets uh, what, could have like been sell uh, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, what? What are the? There's like three basic technologies that took off after that. You know what I mean? With like uh, fiber optics and stuff like that. So yeah, they may have already given them to the trinkets. Maybe could have that's been the, the internet. secret they got was trinkets that they could have got, been yeah. cell towers. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was so stuff the after the fifties. Now it could also just be because that's when you know the space race and everything happened mm-hmm. as well. So we, but. Uh, you know, it could be the trinkets. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Well, but well, let's let's move on then. On the flip okay, side, sorry. Yeah, yeah, if sorry. the greys aren't real, then what's yeah. happening here, right? Mm-hmm. What is occurring? Ex- because like I said, people are walking away with real trauma, right? Yeah. Where, I, un- well, okay. I think trauma unlike any here. other thing that the mind I normally does. I fully believe that the human mind is capable of inflicting its own trauma on itself. Um I would argue that like uh, the 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 four the four Christ experiment, you know what I mean? Where they took they took four schizophrenics who all believed they were Jesus, put them in a room together to study their behavior, and each one of them came away with the theory that the other three were crazy and they were indeed still Jesus Christ. I think we're selling the human mind short if we can't say that we can't inflict a, a severe trauma on ourselves. I think that's possible. But I also, I still believe in my theory of unexplained phenomena does not equal aliens. It equals something that we just don't, we just fully do not understand yet. Where it, that could be literally anything. And again, Some things I do want to aliens. mention uh, that that go on this idea that perhaps the greys aren't here and that um, 
something else is happening is that before the abduction of Betty and Barney Hill, aliens were actually seen as friendly, um, and reports of experiences with extraterrestrials then began to include the common theme of medical exams and missing time. Uh, this is some perhaps attribute this to the explosion in sci-fi movies and TV shows that borrowed heavily from Hill's experiences. And another thing is that um, in a 1990 article titled Entirely Unpredisposed, uh, Martin Kottmeyer made the suggestion that perhaps Barney's memories uh, revealed under hypnosis may have been influenced by an episode of sci-fi series Outer Limits titled The Bolero Shield, which broadcast 12 days before Barney's first hypnotic session. The episode featured an alien with large eyes. Uh, Carl Sagan would reiterate Kottmeyer's suspicions in his 1997 book, The Demon Haunted World, Science as a Candle in the Dark. So there is some evidence for it not being um, uh, greys and, and evidence that perhaps people went with the similar experiences because they had heard it before. That was one of the biggest yeah. things that when Whitley Stryber was undergoing his procedures, Bud Hoskins and uh, his psychologist, Dan uh, Don Klein, told mm -hmm. him to stay away from any sort of alien media so that he wouldn't be affected. And Whitley Stryber, for the most part, was very less than casual in his knowledge of aliens. He was He knew of them, but he wasn't like, me where he had read up yeah. on him and he was aware of what they were and everything uh he also i do want to say this to his credit he does make the argument uh and there's this exact quote about hypnosis that's an interesting thing well, i was kind of thinking about like when was the first abduction story wasn't there some in like the old west or is that just an old movie I well and then the, well the thing is alien visitation and alien uh, ufo sightings mm -hmm. go back to even i believe columbus back, right? wrote about it in his journals while they were crossing the atlantic that he saw three lights rise from the ocean follow the ship and then disappear again uh alexander the great reported them when he was conquering the world he also uh ran into them um this is this is only a half a half joke but are we not entirely sure that uh, every time the government is like, well, we have to test this on real people. Let's just do it real quick. We'll blame aliens, and they haven't. And yeah. they've just been doing that since uh, antiquity. Of well, like, that's also true. I was thinking that as I was saying that you know we have this current evidence of the military releasing these videos, and I'm thinking, well, is that just the military releasing videos because now we haven't been getting as many cell phone. You know what I mean? We we haven't mm -hmm. been getting as much. At least I haven't seen a lot of convincing cell phone video of aliens where they were just using as some kind of subterfuge or something for whatever the fuck they're and doing. The, and the amount of unidentified flying objects that the the military could possibly have run into since the since whenever the beginning date of this video footage is going to be released mm -hmm. is going to be astronomical. Do you, you know, I mean, fuck, they mm -hmm. could, any fucking asshole with a drone that flew within a, an, an army base for, like, just a small amount of, for not enough time to be identified, is now mm -hmm. logged as a UFO. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, these are compelling things, too, though, the, the military well, sightings, because you've that. got actual pilots talking about them, like, defying the thing, The thing about uh, that argument, yeah, the, the argument but, of, well, well, if this happened to people, why didn't they come forward? Not that that's the argument mm -hmm. the missions is making, but I'm just saying that argument, though, uh, is that I was watching the video about, um, I don't know if it was 60 Minutes that was doing that thing about, you know, the, the release of these videos, 
And they had so many pilots that were like, I'd encountered these before, but I never wanted to say anything because I thought, one, I was going to be, um, like, face consequences of it. I was going to lose my reputation. I was going to lose my... Mm -hmm. Admitting that you have had encounters with aliens never goes well, you know? It's not, it's not a fun celebrity that comes with it. I found the quote I was talking about. Uh, Whitley Schreiber says... It's a flat-out myth that people can't lie under hypnosis. They can and they will if they think that's what the hypnotist wants them to do or if they themselves want to do it. And, of course, like Nick had mentioned earlier, that's the danger with hypnosis is that you are literally in a vulnerable state where you're open to suggestion. So if your psychologist or therapist, uh, hypno hypnotist, believes in aliens, he can get you to admit that you saw aliens, which, again, I give Stryber credit, is that he went out of his way to make sure that that didn't occur. And he had as much of a controlled experiment or ex a controlled experience as you could. But that could that's the argument that's made with Betty and Barney Hill is that perhaps right. their psychologist led them to so, that conclusion. It's, it's just weird. I think if there aren't grays, I think if there aren't grays, then what is happening well, here is, to is it, like though, Mason said, to give credit to the human mind, we are discovering a new stage in our mental evolution of where now the mind has gotten so powerful enough that it can create of course it can create trauma we know this i mean that's why we have an array of mental disabilities well, and mental health issues and mental diseases but it has now been able to to have been, physical effects occur to people not just incisions and cuts which can be done yeah. to someone on on their own accord you can do that and then forget it but other things where people have like lasting diseases and you know, yes. stretches of blank time. False sickness, but also the, I remember reading recently the, uh, there's been studies done that um, your brain can uh, create its own hallucin hallucinogen effects uh, based on basically nothing. I'm not saying that's what is, uh, just, that's what explains these hypnotic things, but I think it just, it shows the power of people who are willing to believe and that's also the thing that really this entire aliens argument boils down to for me is mm -hmm. that you're asking me well let me rephrase this i'm asking you is there a single shred of evidence that can support itself on its own without me needing to also believe there's a lot of evidence that if i believed in aliens i could say yes this is evidence of aliens but there's, I, as far as I can, I'm concerned. There's not a single. Uh, I believe of for that there is, because like what? Well, I think take your pick on any of the stuff, any of the abduction cases that are reported across time. I just think again, it goes back to that argument of well, science has deemed it to not be that way, and now the public opinion has become that way. Because I'll, I'll ask oh. you this question. Uh huh. Do you know for a f and, and this is gonna make me sound like a kook, but I'm just saying it for mm -hmm. the argument. But yeah. do you know for a fact that atoms exist? That molecules exist. No, but it's you have been told that, and we've believed that, right? But isn't and of that course, the there's scientific theories and, and hypotheses. But you could right. say the same thing for yeah. any sort of unexplained phenomenon. I don't think so. Well, yes, right. Any unexplained phenomenon. What I'm saying is, I think uh, that's what science is. Science is there to draw a line in the sand. Like yeah, science is about the method. Of, you know right. what I mean? It's it's more about not being <laughs> biased and drawing lines. It's about yes. training yourself to not do that so that you can perform 
you can, you know, that's why they try to disprove something instead of prove it, because, you know, it, it's just too much personal bias involved with trying to prove the thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's what the whole scientific method is about. Right, so, yeah. yeah. I get what Mason's trying to say is, like, what's the evidence for any of it happening? But I think the, like... I just all I, all I will of, say know, is so many people science has been wrong in the past experience. and and it continues it'll be wrong again and and they just have to you know when when the <laughs> are you you're using the it's always sunny no. in Philadelphia <laughs> science is a bitch sometimes uh, we're also focusing on the wrong point here too is not we're trying to we're trying to nail it down to a yes or no question which isn't really how it should right. be done anyway i think so yeah, I, at the same time we know that it's a it's a mathematical probability a very good one that life exists in the universe somewhere and then you right. can you can play that mathematical theorem out to the fact uh, or out to say how many of them have been around how many of them have been around for centuries how many of them have probably already died off at this point we'll never we'll just find the remains of them you know what i mean mm -hmm. so there's also mm -hmm. this whole argument for there's so much time and space involved in this universe that it's right. it's very <laughs> unlikely we'll ever meet anybody but at the same right. time it's also very likely that there is other life out there you know what i mean so we're, right. we're it's not much as much of a yes or no question as it it's uh, you know it's like <laughs> well, that's where yeah that's you know what I mean? It it's like, let's apply that. the science to it and let's see where that takes us. Let's not say yes. no to it. The last question I had was, was whether or not you guys believed in the existence of alien life in general and, and, and about the dis recent disclosure, but we've already covered on that. So I think we're good. Um, I do want to say, yes, I do believe in science. I don't want everybody to walk away with me thinking that I don't believe <laughs> yeah. in science. I do believe in science, but I also believe that it's You're just passionate. I believe in why not, you know, mm -hmm. why not? Um, yeah, that's all it comes down to, I think, religiously yeah. and scientifically. Why not? Yeah, I, I agree with that, that there may be, you know, the, whether or not that they're coming to abduct us is, is a whole different thing. But I think at the end of the day, I still believe that there are aliens out there, whether or not they have come here. I think this, this whole situation with the Pentagon and the intelligence community and the armed forces, that's very interesting, those those videos. Um, I think one of – I was watching one of them where – whether or not it's aliens or I think I'd rather have it be aliens than be that there's this country out there who's created technology that's far beyond our own that can withstand what, what was one of them talking about? Like it was going against the wind at 28 knots or whatever. And I'm like, fuck, like I don't even know knots, but that sounds like a lot. So if there's a country out there that has that capabilities, <laughs> that's scarier than if there's aliens. But um, no, yes, I think that was very good. Yeah, I think I, Nick yes. was a good middle ground. Uh, there yeah, where he in the middle calmed us both down um, and brought both sides. I want to believe, but I at the same time, I'm very much in. like, give me some, uh, give me the evidence right. before I'm yes. going to like jump on board. Right. But it's like, I want to believe in the stuff. I, I well, love and it. It's to scary, be fair, I, I will, fun. I will cool. uh, clarify. I don't believe every single alien abduction. Right. And, and my, yeah, my yeah. biggest thing against communion is that Stryber goes on to make the argument that he's had uh, throughout hyp hypnosis. He discovers he's had all these different experiences and every mm -hmm. time some weird shit happened, he would just write it off. And I'm like, why would you do that? If this yeah. has been happening to your whole life, why not fucking freak out and be like, Hey, that was weird. Right. Mm -hmm. And of yeah. course there's within that lore, there's reasoning or whatever, but I read, I, there was other alien abduction stories that I read where I was like, well, that didn't happen. This person yeah. is just a crazy person. I uh, um, I fully believe that aliens exist. I just doubt. I I probably they have not ever made it to Earth. You know who would say that? A fucking alien. 
There is no reason that Mason might not be a gray. You uh, can't anybody convince that knows me alien that. or knows Mason knows he's a fucking alien. I mean, yeah. Jesus, he's the least human person I know. <laughs> Aliens, we got him. Have never, <laughs> we got him. Never been him does not compute. Does not compute. That, that, that's he's shooting lasers stupid. out of his eyes right that's now, a, everybody. Those are robot things, you fucking moron. Fucking I'm an alien. Aliens oh, are robots. Shit. No, stupid. wait a minute. God. Um, anyway, you seen R2-D2 well, and C-3PO? Let me, let me fucking finish my goddamn point. <laughs> God, yes, aliens are real, but the probability is they've never visited Earth, and they probably won't until we've long bombed ourselves back into fucking nothing. And I say, who knows? Yeah, well, I, I Maybe. do, because I just answered it, but... But you're just a man. Well... Correct. You are a gray. Good. No, point, hang on. Jose, I am um, may, uh, uh, Nick, you had yeah. a you had a um, oh yeah a yeah, thing yeah, we you were saying earlier that. about the different different uh, stages yeah, of aliens uh, that have come. The, the, uh, yeah, for time purposes here, I'll kind of jump through this. I was just you know I have this running theory that maybe uh, on a serious side, I think maybe we've seen different kinds of aliens throughout time. You know that the, oh. the human race has been here. That it's yes. not always okay. just the same alien species. I've seen stuff where mm. it's talking about like, hey, we're you know we're here on scientific purposes. There's other races coming. They're not all you know good like us or something. Mm. And you could argue what that is. Whatever. Here's bet, here's I'm how sorry, I'm breaking like it down. In okay. Humanity being good because yeah yeah like no we way. came here and we're now your gods or whatever. So that's like the first level is like they come okay. in they're gods. Ancient they spread, aliens. They spread some, you know, technology and ideas with us to help us become a better society. But it's kind of like a like the car market, the car uh, like used cars or new cars. Mm-hmm. There's like uh-huh. the new car dealers. They're like up here at the top, right? And they mm-hmm. sell you a car. It's brand new. It's awesome. It smells great. And uh-huh. then you use it and you kick it down to this other dealer over here. He's a used car dealer. It's not so great anymore. It's still cool. It's great. I'll go mm-hmm. buy that car. And then, you know, you drive it for a while and then they kick it down to the the trashy car dealers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then now it's now it's stinky, it's shitty. You know, the, the guys selling them are garbage, too. They don't give right. a shit. They just want to get you in this junk. And if you drive it off a lot, it's fucking yours now. And below that, there's the guys that like, you know, this thing doesn't even run anymore. We're going to fix it up and get it to run out. Like, you know what I mean? We're going to we're going to refurbish this thing or whatever. So I think what if the aliens are the same way where they started off as these like, you know, uh, missionaries that came here to spread mm-hmm. you know peace and love to everybody yeah. and lead us into a better future and then uh-huh. they did their thing and they're like we're gonna move on and we'll do move you, you know and then I they have sold genuine, yeah i have ahead. a genuine question though do you think mm-hmm. they were like are they are these hidden aliens or are these like overt aliens fuck i don't know don't poke holes in this thing <laughs> this is just a fly this is a thirty thousand feet fly over here you know what i mean <laughs> okay. so so they t- they take the, they've got this information these people live here on this planet planet 12b or whatever and they sell it off to the next guys those are the first car dealers they're still okay mm-hmm. they come in they're like the social media crowd they're popping up in like uh the annunciation with saint Amadeus, whatever the fuck that is, from 1486, has a fucking alien ship in the back of this famous painting. Yes, yes, yes. They start Mm -hmm. to show up in hieroglyphs. They're all over the place. These guys are, you know, they're just buzzing through, like, we don't give a shit if you're good or whatever. We're just like, hey, we're, you know, we're in the background. We're photobombing shit. That's the next one. They're still fun. They're this still fun, is Mason. So fucked because I don't understand how are they showing uh-huh. up in hieroglyphs, but also these are the different aliens that they're the ones still that around. Were... 
Because they've got different ships, man. They, they're always the ships always look different. Well, yeah, but why are they just now? Why are these just now showing up in hieroglyphs that were invented so they, or created at the same time as like the god ancient? No, no, no. See, you got it wrong. That yeah. Anyway, well, okay. So maybe we're just talking the paintings here. Okay, you did. Uh, don't 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 linger too long on any of these, Mason. So you know uh -huh. that's that's the used car dealers, uh -huh. and then they you know yeah. they kick it down another notch. Now we're down to like uh, now we're kid, to level three schooler. car. Re like, yeah, we're yeah. like these guys are fuck ups. Like my they, high schooler needs a car. It's his first car. I don't want to get him something too nice. They can't even it. fucking build their ships right. They're crashing in Roswell. You know what I mean? We're in the fucking <laughs> uh -huh. early 1900s now. They're just oh, so the they're just ripping old people out of the fucking woods and fucking so like firing the second, them back down. The second generation, they were like like they tr they treated this they treated us good. Like they were changing our oil. And I, like they were like, because they, they kept didn't us really give a like, shit. They were like well, the, they kept us the Kardashians I mean, of the time, universe. You're talking <laughs> They're just like, flying through like, hey, like here's our ancient... app, and like, peace, man. We're in the background. Yeah, but of your you're photos. talking like you're talking like ancient aliens, right? Up to mm -hmm. like the Renaissance, right? That's like a good. That's yeah, a long time. Maybe. And then like Renaissance all the way to the '60s, like that's like yeah, we're 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 going fast and loose. It's the end of the show, Mason. Okay? I just you know, feel just, like just, you just, didn't. Uh, okay, I know this isn't yeah, fast and loose isn't your your forte, but yeah, now <laughs> we're not. in the '60s. These dumb fucks, they're running their fucking saucers into the ground, probably playing grab ass in the fucking flying saucer. <laughs> they're, they're fucking, they're high as shit. They don't know what they're doing. Uh -huh. Like this is third level. And then uh -huh. we get to, <laughs> we get to the fucking '80s and '90s. We're at those fucking refurbished assholes that are just showing up and they're just like yeah we bought this for fucking pennies on the you know on the fucking market or whatever we're here uh -huh. to do butt stuff guys <laughs> that's what that's what we're doing we're gonna get some butt stuff it's gonna get weird we're gonna be beaming people up we're gonna do some weird shit and we're gonna fire them back down there and then i think they just they fucking dis who knows who's here now yeah. these fuckers at the military are getting i mean they don't even give a fuck about getting filmed with phones and shit <laughs> they're just yeah. out in, they're just out in the ocean firing into who knows what they're doing? They bought our rights to our planet for nothing. Yeah. Maybe they'll fix us up. Maybe they're the ones that fix us up. Maybe they're those like I think. rich guys that buy an no, old no. That was the first that was number ones. They had they had the they put in the work to go out and find the planet. Uh, but then they sold the rights. And you know what I mean? Every time well, I was they just sold thinking the like rights a, to us. A car will go through all that, and then at the end, it gets bought by someone who's like, "I'm gonna fix this car up." Oh, not that's to, a good point. Yeah, oh, classic dealer. This mm. is definitely more accurately, and not to do, not to be too arrogant and human centric about it, Jose. But yeah, you know, when you, you drive, are every time you speak. You know, you know when you drive through the country, <laughs> and you always drive through one of those like American picker asshole like guys that's yeah. just got a bunch of fucking bombed out and depleted cars that's all over their at. property. Yeah. That's, that's where, where we're at. at where oh some guy God, just bought junkers. us and is just like, yeah, we just own yeah. it and it just sits that's and grows fucking gets raccoons fucking in it and beehives and shit and it just yeah. sits out in our lawn and, and nice. You know, Nice. Well, That's why they're coming out of the ocean. They're just down where nobody's at. They don't give a fuck. They're just dumping well, shit down there. Like, those are just like like the grandkids came over and they're playing out in the mm -hmm. junkyard. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the yeah. aliens come over and they're just like, what the fuck is... Is yeah. that guy pointing a camera at us? I don't even give a that's, shit. Let's kinda, get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah. Who fucking cares? These guys are yeah. hairless apes, dude. They're yeah. hairless apes. Let's get the fuck on out. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Well, with that, it's time to wrap the show up. So, if you like the show, make sure to leave a five-star review, which you can do in-app on Apple Podcast, Audible, or Podchaser. We'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a review, plus it really helps the show, and we'll read your review on the show. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash captainslogcast and donate a dollar. Anything helps keep the lights on. Another thing you could do to help the show and yourself is go over to TeePublic and shop our merch. 
Yes, that's right. We have merch. You can get anything from T-shirts to hoodies to mugs uh, with our logo on it. Remember, if you donate slash support our sponsors, it all goes towards improving the show, getting better recording equipment, etc. Nick, do you have anything you'd like to plug today? Um, yeah, I got a uh, corn fed Iowa podcast that, uh, is coming soon, coming soon. Yep. We're, uh, Mason and I, we're going to travel around Iowa, eat a bunch of food. That's terrible for us. Probably get fat. Hmm. You know, we'll talk yeah. about it a little bit. Should be fun. You ever oh, watch wow. any, I don't, every time you ever go through any of those shows where like the chef goes around and eats a bunch of shit, always watch the first, the, like the pilot episode and then skip to the most recent episode. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sad. The only yeah. guy I know that got out of it was um, Adam, um, whatever his name was, the guy that mm. did uh, Man vs. Food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he looks great. Does he? Actually, yeah, he's a bunch Bronson. of or something. Yeah. He, like, went yeah. all vegan or something like that. Action Bronson has fuck that's delicious, but he's actually been getting in shape recently, so shout oh. out to you, Action. Uh, Mason, where can the fine listeners find you? Um, you can find me on Redbubble at Tiny Messiah, where I've been kind of uploading some of my artwork. It's been a slow upload, but you know, it's just kind of for funsies. So I'm uploading stuff there. You can get, um, you can find me at Twitter at Mason Schrader. If you want to go blast him and tell him he's wrong, just about anything. I'll fight you on Twitter. <laughs> quiz him to see if he's human. Give yeah, him a quiz human him. That's what we need to do. We need to prove I'm this guy's not get human. A quiz going, man. I'm Just ask human. him some basic human ask questions. Me, He'll fail. Wait, right now, you two ask me one question each that uh, will definitively prove that I'm a human. Mason, where's your penis? It's definitely below my belly button. Next question. What happens when your girlfriend of six years touches you? I. <laughs> <laughs> I react. I react normally. I react mm, like a that's normal. not what I saw oh, last time. Sh- I I'm was vigorously there. shaking my head for our podcast listeners that can't I, see. Mm-mm, I not sh- what happens. I shudder with a tender love. I I, I shudder. Mm, you in shudder. A, All right. You shudder a like a gray bald little bastard who's never been touched you by a human, sh- and you're like ah. Yeah, the fear in your eyes is like when I hear my uh, bastard children running down the hallway like <laughs> at night, and I think it's the Greys. It's the same terror. Well, I think he failed. Is, so just keep asking questions, guys. I think this will uh, be a fun thing for Mason. <laughs> maybe it is the Greys. Maybe it's not your children. Maybe it will be after probably, fucking yeah, well. tonight. Maybe I'll make a phone call. What? Not that I know any Greys. <laughs> Well, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at j.via underscore junior and the show on Twitter and Instagram at Captain's Log Pod. We recommend various different materials on there and post show updates and post some occasionally funny things. So go check it out. You can also subscribe on YouTube where you can find me as Jose Via Jr., Animal Productions, and of course the show's official YouTube channel, Captain's Log, which is like two episodes away from being fully updated. Um, if you can't get enough of me, you can also listen to my other podcast with friend of the log, Max Benyon, called Max and Jose Have Something to Say. Make sure to tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoy it, and if you'd like to share your favorite stories of encounters with the Greys, or perhaps you have had close encounters with the Greys or other alien species, <laughs> please do so by writing in to captainslogcast at gmail.com. 
You can also suggest episode topics, guests you'd like to have back, etc. Make sure to subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, and any other podcast directory. Thanks to Carlos for composing our new show's theme, Carlos Rivera. Uh, It was fucking dope, wasn't it? And with that, everybody, we have reached the end of our show. We'll see you soon for another special episode. I've been your Captain Jose Vaya Jr., joined by... Uh, First Officer Mason probe lover and lover probing for and probing for love <laughs> Mason Train. And, and our guest Ensign Harish Nick Harish <laughs> and this has been Captain's Log end of transmission beep boop does he really know the grace yeah he's on a, he's on a loan program it's like a gray uh, exchange program <laughs>